Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mirror Podcast. Today, I have another special guest. Just to let you guys know, when I have guests, they're all special. <laughs> we have Kate, Spacey Casey in the building, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hi, Casey. How are you? <laughs> Hi. I look good. I'm good. Listen, everyone. I'm not Spacey Casey like Casey Musgraves. I'm Casey, not Spacey. Oh, that's right. Casey, not Spacey. That's right. Okay. Introduce yourself. Who are you? What's your name? What are you all about? What do you do? Um, okay. Hi. Um, I'm Casey. I just turned 25 last week. Happy birthday. How was that? It was fun. It looked fun on the gram. Yeah. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> um, I'm a student affairs professional, but I'm looking to go into the HR realm. Really? I, yes. I you believe must like people. I do like people, and I think corporate America is for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Corporate America needs better people. Should I, how should I say that? Corporate America needs new faces, fresh voices. Uh-huh. My opinion. Someone told me. Fresh voices, I would say. Someone told me that it needs more ethical people. Oh, I totally agree. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Because corporate America has turned into, again, I speak in these wide things and everyone gets offended, but people listen to this know this is my opinion. I worked in corporate America for like, what, eight years? Uh, it becomes this just like, every person is just like a piece of this big money-making machine. And then I feel like people get into this mentality, and I did too, of like, how can I benefit the most from this big machine? Yeah. Like, how can I climb the ladder and make all the money? And you forget, like, well, the best strategy would be to take care of everyone around you. Yeah. What do you think? Crazy strategy. Mm -hmm. If you love everyone around you and elevate them, they will elevate you. That's my own opinion. I'm saying it. I've, I've literally deployed that strategy and had it work. Like I had teams that like elevated me. I got promotions. I made more money because my ba my number one thing, you can move it, grab it. You don't have to be quiet. You'd say, how do I move this? Yeah. Like, do you feel like that was that my strategy? Love people first. Sorry. Go ahead. Do you feel like that maybe that was just like your own experience? I think it's the, mm, it was my own experience. Like, well, like factually. Yes. In the sense that I know that we've talked about corporate america a few times and you know obviously you've decided to pursue some other opportunities which is fine um but i have nothing against corporate i shouldn't i should say this i have nothing against corporate america i don't think it's a non-breathing entity i think yeah. it's how people deploy themselves inside of anything that are the problem i think people are the problem and the solution okay so that so thank you for the clarification yeah. that's what i was getting to because i feel like you kind of like not like hating on corporate america no I, I love corporate america i think capitalism is amazing i think people should build big things because mm -hmm. we have the freedom to do it yeah a lot of the world has no freedom like you can't most of the world like say two-thirds of the world barely has clean drinking water much yeah. less can they just go start a business and like build something for their family mm -hmm. or for whatever or or build something in accordance to what they love yeah like we're very special here in america People are very spoiled. So wouldn't you want to like contribute to that? Mm -hmm. And how do you think you are? To capitalism or to corporate America? Both. I think what I'm doing here is going to contribute to capitalism and the impact that it makes. Mm -hmm. Because I chose to remove myself from corporate America just because my heart wasn't in it anymore. Yeah. And I felt like my heart was pulling me in different directions. But like I said, just to clarify, I am 
pro corporate America. I am anti selfishness. I am anti for profit only mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that makes sense. I think people in life should always come first. And I think if you would deploy that strategy inside of a business, you'll always win. Mm -hmm. Like if you take care of the people that work for you, they will take care of the end consumer or the client and that client will return with more money. Even on a basic, like just profit, like you want to make the most money selfishly, love the people that work for you and they'll bring you back money. Yeah. Just how I think. And it's been proven to work. Like To who? <laughs> I mean, some of the largest businesses that have ever been built were built upon the backs of like loving everyone. Like Sam Walton, founder of Walmart. I read his book. That guy like loved people. He didn't care about money. Like he obviously he did to a, to a degree. When I say that, I mean like money wasn't the first motivation. Yeah. Like people were his motivation. And you can read about it like in his book. There's testimonials. People that knew him too are just like, that's the type of guy he was like. He showed love to everybody. And then he built a massive corporation. Yeah. But doesn't a lot of people, don't a lot of people have issues with Walmart though? Yeah, I think now it's become just a money hungry monster. Yeah. I think things start out pure and wholesome, but then they get outside of the hands of the original founder. Yeah. And then other people get their hands on it and go, we can make a lot of money here. Yeah. You know? And I think that I think one thing I've found a lot of um, joy in my current job is, you know, building a team and um, really investing in my people, making a more mm-hmm. people centered. That's what I'm saying. You're on it. That's <laughs> I what am, I'm saying. That's exactly because what I'm saying. If anything, I feel like that's I don't like the word control, but that's the one thing I can manage is my yeah. people mm-hmm. um, and how I treat them and how they can possibly treat others and things like that. And so I think it just goes back to a lot of. The recruiting practices, which I think I've told you, I was, I'm really interested in recruiting. Like, how can I make you part of my team? Like, how can I, I better you, you know? And so I think it just goes back to recruiting. Make sure you're picking the right people that are, are going to serve your mission right. I'm curious. Have you ever heard of Simon Sinek? Simon Sinek. Sounds have, familiar. Have you heard of the TEDx talk? Educate me. Yeah. And he is this, I guess he's a. Is he the Australian guy? No, um, but he he's known for <laughs> he's known for this famous TED talk uh-huh. or TEDx talk um, called "Why Great Leaders uh, Like Start with Your Why: How Great Leaders Inspire I think Action." I know. Isn't he foreign though of some type? Maybe I mean I think I know who you're talking about. I mean, like he wears glasses. I think I've seen the talk. Yes, and he I talks about the golden the circle. Yep. Right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. okay. I do know this. Yes. Guy. Yes. So that is he, like he is foreign. He's like British or something. I don't think Simon. so. Simon. Yes, he is. We're gonna look it up later. Okay, we will look it up later, or we'll, I, I or we'll so. forget. We'll probably forget, One, but I, I don't think he's born. But <laughs> either way, yeah, say, no, I've seen he, it. Um, One of the best. One of the best TED Talks. No, no, for I've sure. Um, I don't think I told you. I've created like a whole like mission presentation. I'm actually presenting on the topic. On this? Yes. Um, at a regional do conference. Tell. Yes, do tell. Do yes. um, So basically, it's all about your why. Why do we do what we do? Um, that has been like a huge thing for me this year. Like, what makes me excited? What gets me out of bed? What gets my people excited? You know, and things like that. And so really honing in on that because I feel like just as we continue to do the same job over and over again, we just go through the hustle and bustle and we're not like really understanding why we're doing what we're doing. And so I mean, your why changes like oh my gosh, your why yes. becomes like because it pays the bills. Yeah. And I hate that. I'm like, oh, that's so sad to hear someone say, why do you do something? It pays the bills. I'm like, oh, it breaks my heart. Yeah. Because you're going to die. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not this again. <laughs> I mean, 
But you get what I'm saying. But, but I mean, people have different seasons of different life. And if if, if that's their season where right now they just need to put food on their table for, yeah. for their kids, then that's your why. Um, I challenge that thought, though. If that's continuously your why, then maybe. Yeah, we need that's to, what I'm saying. Maybe we need to look at some different opportunities. But I say all that to say I watched that TED Talk the first time in college. I think it was like sophomore, junior year. And it was like this light bulb i was like oh my gosh why am i involved in all these organizations like what does this mean like i love this and then i never revisited it until a couple months ago when i was just like what am i doing why why why? (laughs) literally it's that simple why and so i was able to like really self-reflect and like use the golden circle um to create my why statement and um what is your why statement okay so it's a little lengthy go um, so have you ever done a why statement before oh tons i literally have over here my manifesto my bucket list i've okay, rewritten but, all types of things of that nature that one yeah. manifesto is a little bit different but okay so a why statement is not that i mean it, essentially it is but it's not and so have you ever done the golden circle before no nope. okay so you t- i feel like i've done it just naturally let me educate you. Tom. Okay, go. Okay, so the golden circle is what helps you create your why statement. And so it's um, it starts off with the why's in the middle, mm-hmm. and then it's the how, and then it's the what. Mm-hmm. And so ideally, you would think that you'd start from the outside of the circle going in. No, um, you start from the inside and going out. And so um, once you do that, and it's hard. Because most because- people would assume, and you work a job and you go, well, we start with what we do, why we do it. No, see, I've never done the circle, but I literally have lived the circle yeah. when I was in the corporate world. Like, that's the only way I motivated people. This is why we do it. Like, I worked for Taco Bell for a while. I ran restaurants for Taco Bell. I thought Nobody it was there. Both. <laughs> I started oh, okay. at Taco Bell. Then I went to Chipotle. Okay, yeah. I stepped up. But nobody at Taco <laughs> Bell was like, I just love what we do. I love these tacos. I love making them. You know what I mean? But you get people to buy into, why are we doing this? Well, our why, and my why always in business was, we do it for each other. Yeah. Like you, you have to have a job, but you have people here, guests, and you have employees yeah. and you do it for them. Mm-hmm. You want to serve them a product because you care about the person, not because you give a damn about tacos, yeah. but because you care about people. And the person next to you, you do it for them. Why? Because you care about them because life is about caring about other people. Mm-hmm. That's me saying, I have done that golden circle. I think it's, I think sometimes... Well, many times I think it's a basic idea, but when it has to, sometimes we need to, like you did, we have to go back to it and be like, oh, okay. Because we get, like you said, we get so caught up in, in phases of life where we forget our why. And I had times in my life where I forgot why I was doing anything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Rant, go ahead. I mean, that was, <laughs> I mean, you gotta... I'm a terrible interrupter. Just a little bit, my friend. <laughs> hey, Just look, a welcome little bit. to my podcast. Oh, okay. you didn't have to emphasize <laughs> the my. I'm about to, I've been telling a lot of people about this. And about the golden circle? Well, yes, mm-hmm. but also about this podcast. Oh, okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but I mean, basically, I was just curious, like, if you had a why statement, um, the importance of it, because it's just been my big, like, thing this year. And I've, like, really honed it in on my team, my department. And I have it, like, everyone's plastered, like, on my window in my office. And so there's no reason why any student should know why my team is doing what we're doing. And I just feel like it's really beneficial. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm, I, Do different individuals in the team 
have different whys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and the thing is And I, I think they should, right? Oh my gosh, yes. And there has they, to be an over encompassing why this department does this, yeah. but why do you do it for this department? But I also think it's in the, in the way that I took it. I mean, most people it's like, okay, yeah, let me do this why I do my job for this department. But I left it really broad. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, what does this season of life mean for you? Cuz I know we're all just like it's yeah, that's it, that's that's more that's deeper yeah and because makes yeah, people think more than just like I, why do i come in at eight like why am i alive doing this yeah and so when purpose. i purpose when i left it broad with my students you know a lot of them they just you know want to find purpose and like you know after these four years in college Man, and that word is so powerful yeah. purpose like purpose and they just want to be happy which is a big thing for millennials are you a millennial mm-hmm. okay yeah um I'm a baby boomer <laughs> locked in a young man's body. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, no, I can I'm tell from your, your Instagram stories. <laughs> um, no, and I feel like that's the biggest thing about millennials, which is really interesting because I'm like very close to being a millennial and a Gen Z. Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like, I think I think I get confused. I think Gen Zs are very concerned about being happy, mm-hmm. and millennials. Or like, like purpose driven. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm literally like. And now a, there's like a blend of it. Yes. And I'm, I was born in 1994. That's the end of the millennials. And then Gen Z's 1995. So you're right on the cusp. I'm right on the cusp. And what so, do you think about this? Like, do you th- like, in my mind, I think that they blend together. Like when you can find your purpose or what, yeah, your purpose or a purpose, happiness, not always, but many times will come along with that. Because if you live without purpose, if you're just kind of swimming through life, like, ah, it's very hard to be happy because there's no, there's nothing that is an underlying, like, this is why I'm here. This is why, like, back to your why statements. It's very easy to get lost. And I think when you're lost, it's hard to be happy when you're just lost. Like, why am I here? Why do I do things? What is my purpose in life? You know what I mean? I think, I think millennials were like getting it, getting the right idea, like, it's about purpose. And then Gen Zers also have it right. They're like, happiness. And I think if you can blend those together, if you find your purpose, you'll bring a lot more happiness into your life. But I think if also you can find happiness, you can find purpose too. Boom. I, I agree. Think, I think that's a big thing. Interchangeable then, huh? It, it is. Yeah. It is. And I feel like, especially for me, it's been like a little bit of back and forth. I'm like, I just want to be happy, but I want to find purpose, but I want to find purpose, but I want to be happy with that purpose, you know? And, and so, I don't think you're wrong in either one. I don't think I, I think either. as you pursue kind of both, like they kind of swim together. Sometimes you're like, I think I'm finding my purpose and I feel happy. And then they kind of swim out, but you're like, I feel purposeful, but not as happy. And then happiness comes back in. It's, is it too much? It's too much. I'm going, I was kind of going through a quarter life crisis uh-huh. last week. I get um, it. Did That's real. A, did you have uh, a, Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I'm not alone. Okay. No, good. I think a lot of people, especially more our age are like having these like, cause yeah. life moves so fast. So in the first 25 years of a life now is like 50 years of previous generations because yeah. of the speed of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was the strangest thing. Um, on my birthday, like the midnight, like going into my birthday, if that makes sense. So like the 20, wait, <laughs> my birthday's on the 19th. The eve the, of your birthday. Yes. The eve of my birthday. Day of birth. The, the second it turned midnight and I was officially 25, I I was kind of sad a little bit. Actually, God, why? <laughs> yeah, I actually started crying a little bit. Um, and I was like, this is so dramatic. 
Like, why am I crying? You're emotional. That's but good. I was like, I was happy because I was like, you know, another year, another blessing. Birthdays are very big for me. I'm like, another year that I have blessed everybody. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I no. thought you meant like life was a blessing to you. But oh. you're like, no, my life is a blessing to you. <laughs> I was going to get there, Kyle. But there you go. Interrupting me again. I just see things. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. But there are, I'll apologize there, for the rest of my life. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, so <laughs> they're a big blessing. But I was just like, I feel so weird. Like, I've lived a quarter of my life, and while I've achieved a lot, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I feel like I've achieved a lot. You know, from the outside looking in, if anyone were to see, you know, my Facebook, my Instagram. Oh, yeah, I'm doing it all, honey. Check the boxes. I'm success, doing it all. Success, success, success. And don't get me wrong, like, the things that I have done in my 25 years of life, wow. You're like, proud of. I'm very proud of. But I need to start reminding myself to be proud of myself because I'm like, well, I just... You know, I, it's not enough. It's not enough. Like, I, I'm not settled in in a specific like um, job that that I'm like, you know, or, or not job necessarily, but like a certain area that I'm like, this is my my passion right here. Like, you know, I, I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Like, I haven't gone to this place. I haven't gone to this place. And it was just kind of sad. And then that same night, I had sleep paralysis. Have you had sleep paralysis? Oh, man. It's trippy. Uh, yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. And so when I woke up the next morning, I was like, damn, um, <laughs> what was that? And I read into everything. I'm very like superstitious. And I was like, what does this mean? Like, oh, the spirits have moved. <laughs> yes. <I> was, <laughs> and so I, obviously I was like, okay, I can't dwell on that. It was no. just a dream. It but, happens to a lot of people. Some well, Actually, a lot of people have not experienced sleep paralysis. They suck. I'm just kidding. I was like, wait, (laughs) they suck at things. People suck at stuff. Some people are really bad at baseball. I mean, you suck as a person, but you suck at baseball. Or can we use a different (laughs) word? How about, you know, that's just not your strength. That's real politically correct, but I left the corporate world. (laughs) Something that I was good at is seeing talent in people and then growing that talent and helping people reach potentials but if they don't want it i can't force that you know that probably you run a team mm-hmm. do you ever get frustrated with people you're like you could be so good yes yes especially when it comes to <laughs> talk in, about that especially when it comes to administrative tasks that's like i get i get really upset when things are turned in late or when they're not done to high quality because i'm like that's just that's just simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like, suck. Okay, I didn't say all that. <laughs> I was just saying that it's challenging because it's mm-hmm. like just put a little bit of effort. But then mm-hmm. where I challenge that thought with myself is like, okay, where are they in their journey? Okay. Like admin stuff is very important to me. It's very important to me. But it's not important to a lot of people. A lot of people actually don't like administrative tasks. And so I have to sit back and be like, okay. Are they at least doing what I need them to do? Okay, yeah. Um, are they still giving me the answers and the content I needed? Yes. And if that's being accomplished, Kyle, I, I kind of have to let it go. Oh, I, have man, to, I love you for that. I have to kind of pick my battles. You I know love what I mean? you for that. I think, I think that's literally the definition of empath- empathetic leadership. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Like, there, again, back when I led businesses, there's things I cared about that nobody cared about. Most things. And I had to always reverse engineer their thoughts like, man, okay, Carlos over here just had a baby. He doesn't care at all. He's just got to pay the bills. And I'm here like, no, we have to do it with integrity. And he's like, I just want to do it. That's good. 
And I, think I love you for that. We need. That's what I'm saying. We. I really mean that when I say yeah. corporate America needs more. You said ethical. I would say empathetic. Mm. I think they are intertwined. Yeah. Empathetic and ethical leaders that care about the people around them. Mm-hmm. If you didn't care, you wouldn't. You would just be like, you're late. Why is it late? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even take the time to be like, yeah. why? And, that, and that's a big thing I, I, I do because, and don't get me wrong, like this did not just like, I did not come out of the womb doing all this like it took it took glory glory (laughs) it took a lot of trial and error and i've grown a lot over this year and a half and and i think for me i just you know i had to i'm like very mesmerized by that i don't know this with the lines yeah oh i don't know why um but (laughs) um i had to really like sit back and just be like okay where is your team at and mm-hmm. how can you best serve them? Mm. Okay. And I, and all, servant leadership. Yes. And I'm, me. I'm trying, I'm trying. It's not easy, but I'm trying it. I end all of my meetings the same way. Um, it's kind of long winded, but I say, do you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback? That's you give important. them a voice. Are there any ways that I can better serve you? Mm. Typically, you know, I get, no, you're doing great. No, and then I always challenge that. Okay. So when my evaluation comes out, there won't be any surprises, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't like surprises. Right. Um, but I feel like once open I was, door, give yeah. them a voice, let them, just give me the feedback. Yeah. No, because and I think that was the most humbling thing that ever happened to me last year. Um, Some feedback. Yes. Um, in the past, even now, sometimes I don't do well with feedback. You know, mm-hmm. I'm. I know I come off that I I don't care what people think, but mm-hmm. I do. I'm a. We weird. all do. Uh, have you ever taken Strengths Quest? Side note. Strengths. Quest? You never taken Strengths Quest before? I've taken the Myers Briggs 348 question personality yeah. test, but I don't know what that is. So Strengths Quest is basically like another questionnaire, mm-hmm. um, but it gives you your top five strengths. Mm. Um, and so that would be interesting. Yeah, you should take it. I would definitely You're take only that. supposed to really take it about three times in your life. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I took it around this time last year. Send me the link when we're done with this. I will, I will. Um, and so my first one is communication. Mm. That's my first oh, thing. I love you for that. Yeah. I'm all about communication. Um, my second is woo. Um, so winning others over. And so I like to be liked. Um, that's just how it is. And then um, I'm a maximizer. So how can I best take you and make you the best that you can be? Um, is it a leadership thing? I think so. I think so. Um, and how like you are in the workplace, but I'll, I'll totally send it to you. It's like the best thing ever. Yeah, I'd love and to then take it. harmony is one of my strengths. And, and this is like an order. That's a good um, one. Yeah. Harmony. And then the fifth one is consistency. So, so yeah. So I, I like, those are good qualities. <laughs> thanks. And so, um, where was I going with this? Sorry. I was wondering thought, but basically this happens all the time for me. That's me all day. Yeah. I can tell on your, <laughs> I can tell on your Instagram <laughs> stories. Remember when I asked you the other day, I'm like, do you have ADHD? I still stand by that statement. Uh, not diagnosed, but a lot of people ask me that, like a lot. So and, I'm assuming that I'm being diagnosed by others. They're they're saying you have ADHD, but they put it in the question form. Do you have it? The only reason I was, you know, I'm, I'm I guess, a, you know, I'm a certified what? teacher, and so I just, and so it's just like my brain. Do I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you do. I have the characteristics. Yeah, you do. Fair. It's my okay. brother had it. Had it? Has it? Do you get rid of it? It's not I, curable, I, is it? It's not even I think a it's disease. manageable. It's manageable, but it's not. Is it considered a disease, a disorder? Uh, I, I don't think it's a, or just a personality trait. I think, 
hyperactivity. It could be a disorder just uh-huh. because it's a chemical like sure. brain imbalance. No, it's but offensive. But yeah, no, you don't PC over here. I'm just saying that's good. Are you? Have you always been big on that PC? No. Okay, for people that don't know, politically correct is what that stands for. Got to educate some people. Uh, you've not always been that way. Um, I wouldn't. Yes, but no. Um, is that does that go inter in does that intertwine with the woo with the winning others over? Like you want to be politically correct to make sure that you're winning others over for their benefit, not yours. Mm, I, or is it just an internal thing? I think it's just an internal thing because I like to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that comes from my background. You know, I've I've moved around like five to eight times in my life. Really? And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've moved. I around. knew you're from Tennessee. Yeah, I've lived in Tennessee, Nashville, Memphis, Dallas three times. I lived in London. I've lived in St. London? Louis. London? Yeah. What'd you do there? Um, my dad had a job. Um, it was when I was young. It was, I was like five to eight years old. and Three years? It was a good bit of time, though, when you're young. Yeah. Those yeah. are formative years. Yeah. I had like the British accent, all that. Skipped a grade. I'm, 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 what? I'm very intelligent. I um, know. Yeah. And um, where else have I lived? St. Louis. St. So, Louis? Mm-hmm. The STL. Missouri? Mm-hmm. Isn't there part of it that's on the Kansas side? Um, Kansas City, Missouri. It's oh, yeah, okay. it's kind of like yeah. Um, so all that to say, I'm. Uh-huh. I've always PC. Yeah, yeah. So I've always been the new kid, and so I take a very strong liking to new people. I really want to be inclusive. I never want anyone to feel left out because I've felt that way. Right. And so. You don't want I, them to go through the same experiences you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think more of my... That's empathy peeking up again. <laughs> yeah. I think my PC more so comes from... I just want to be inclusive. I just want everyone to feel like they have a voice and they have a spot, at least if not out there, on my team, you know? And so I think that's more so where it comes from. I, um, my thoughts are, you know, more... Less PC. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean... No, I'm very liberal. I'm liberal. I'm a Democrat. But I mean, you're, like your thoughts are politically correct too. Like to, you think to me, in pure politi- purity. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I, I really do want to actually find a different word for PC because I feel like <laughs> it's getting a little overused. You know what I mean? But I know what it means. I get what you're saying. Yeah. What was I gonna say? I just had a great thought and I lost it. Come oh, back, no. thought. Uh, well, I just think this is my own take. I think on a basic human level, everyone deserves to be loved. Yeah truly believe that i don't think again that goes back to what we were talking earlier i think we've lost the art of not only being able to disagree but being able to love people that are different Mm -hmm. i only speak on america people that listen to this know i only am talking about america i don't know about malaysia and indonesia i've not lived there but american culture we can't respectfully disagree as a society as a whole sure lots of people can but the higher percentage of people can't agree to disagree. It becomes hateful or I don't like you or people that are different, especially in this day and age where so much is going on. There's so many different people coming out um, out of the woodwork of like, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Just because you disagree with, OK, you don't like that lifestyle or you don't like the way they talk or you don't like the political affiliation of this person does not mean that they don't deserve to be loved. Yeah. Every person deserves to be loved. And I think we, do, we don't think about that because we get so caught up in our emotions of like, but we disagree. That's okay to disagree. It's America. It was literally built to disagree. Like everyone was given a voice. 
Yeah, but just because you're giving it voice doesn't mean you always have to disagree. With no, something. I agree. But if you do disagree, like if there's a topic here and you feel one way and I feel another, we should be able to disagree. I shouldn't change my opinion because I'm like, well, that's how she feels. Yeah. But but so I'm going to discount how I feel? No. We should be able to have an adult dialogue. I'm like, nah, I don't agree. And you're like, I don't agree either. I'm like, cool. Would you like some of this sweetened uh, juice here? You know, and like go about our day. Why can't people disagree? Well, I mean, I think you just have to remember where people are in their journey. And sure, I agree. also like their upbringing. And but if so- they're in a different part, if they're in a part of their journey where it brings them to not believe something that I believe, does that mean that we sh- either one of us should change our opinion on it to fit the other? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I What I was going to say um, was I feel like, yeah, some people disagree, but I think more often than not, we have more. Most people that don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's I the think, worst. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Um. Yes. On a macro level, not in like little micro instances, yeah. but like the collective, like silent voice, as they say, silence is saying something. I agree with that a lot. And so sometimes I even want to challenge your thought about like you know Do. we can't you know agree. I think there's more people that just don't say anything at all. And I think that speaks volumes, Ten, kind of just what you were just saying, um, 10 times more if you're not saying anything at all. Yeah. And so I think it's most damaging to them, like to not have your voice. I think it's important for people to have a voice. But we're seeing a time now where people are feeling emboldened to like, all right, I'm going to say it. And people don't agree with it a lot of times. That's okay. Like, good though. Speak. Say it. Get it out for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. For f- freedom of like people that hold things in. That's not good. It's not good to to hold in things just because you think others won't agree with it. Yeah. The others should not be a factor. I know they are because you and I, we may act like we don't care what other people think, but we're people. We really do care. Mm-hmm. And I heard someone say this the other day. People that are super passionate and driven um, tend to also be like highly emotionally sensitive. Me. Yeah. Check. Yeah. I said a lot right there. Thoughts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying. I'm like a slow you're good. Processor. I mean, I'm a fast talker, so we can keep you, going. You kind of are. Um, <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I just feel like in this day and age, people are just, I think they want to say things. And I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate a little bit, but like, do it. We got to have just, these. Uh huh. Do it. I think, I think they're just, they're afraid to, um, cause they just, they don't want to per- be perceived in like you know a natural, uh, not natural, in in a negative light or things like that. And I can I can actually see why people don't no, say I stuff. Get it. And you know even sometimes like I'll be the first to. They're say. not the problem. It's the people that would see them in a negative light that are the problem. Yeah. Right. Um. They're right there. She just jumped off the chair. No, I face didn't. first. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Like there have been times like. There's stuff that goes, you know, I'm big into Twitter. I think we've talked about that. I'm like, there's been times I just Twitter's wild. It, it really do be like that. Um, there's so many times I have like had a thought, but I've not said it because I'm just like, you know, I'm thinking about my brand. I'm thinking about like who could see this and run with it. And it's just easier for me to not say anything and just keep it moving. You know what I mean? And like, and that's, that's how I think a lot too. Like especially when it comes to politics like i'll i'll ask if anyone asks me oh my gosh yes i'm i'm a democrat um the obamas are my second family um i you love know them 
Yeah, yeah. Tell Barack I said what's up. I know I love him. Uh, he likes hip hop. Listen to my music, Barack. It's presidential. Uh, <laughs> no cursing. Lo- love the Clinton. He would love it. It's for love the Kennedys. I love them all. Um, a lot of them dead. I'm <laughs> sorry, I throw that in there comically. <laughs> a lot of dead Kennedys. It's a band called the Dead Kennedys. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, keep going. <laughs> I think they have like some bad like. Karma or yeah, something. something. <laughs> um, but if anyone were to ask me, oh my gosh, yeah, I would totally engage in that com- kind of conversation with you. Am I going to go tweet it? I have become a little bit more vocal since the last election. More a lot so, of people have. More so me just retweeting things. Um, not necessarily like coming out and like tweeting something from my own personal views. It's more so like retweeting or like quote tweeting or something like that. But don't you feel like you're in, in that way you're kind of speaking? It, it, indirectly right. like you know my stance right. because of my right routine. right right you know what I mean? you're, you're taking a stance you're not staying completely silent yeah you're like i'm gonna put out my position yeah i may not say it in my own words but like this is my position yeah i don't know politics it's a politics is touchy it's a tra- just like money yeah talking about money with people right that's all my dad used to say one of the uh, he he counsels a lot of pe- marriage that counts a lot of counsels a lot of married people yeah so one of the top five things that people come to marriage counseling for is money discrepancies and that always blew my mind because i'm like you share the money love each other no it's not how it works it's not especially when people have a lot of money it gets very touchy or when they have very little it's like the people in the middle are doing better because yeah "Yeah, we're, we're making it we're doing good yeah people with a lot things happen people with little everything's on it yeah, it's kind of funny to say that. Someone had asked me the other day. They were like, so if your husband was making six figures and he, you know, wanted you to stay at home um, and he would, to like raise the kids essentially. And then um, he, he would give you money. Mm-hmm. Like, would you do it? Mm-hmm. And like kind of quit your job for a little mm-hmm. bit. Like the family's fine. I got this. Yeah. Stay and, home, raise, raise the kids. Yeah. And I was like, um, well, how much are you making? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> how much are you What does he do? <laughs> what does he do? Um, oh, it's my husband. Um, You know, like, <laughs> I was like, well, would I be able to go back to work? Uh-huh. Like, is this like. Forever. Is this forever? Like, how much would you be giving me? Like, would I have like, you know, an empty, like, like a. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds like kind of like, you know, but it was just really interesting that someone asked me that because uh-huh. I was just like, I mean, you didn't have an answer. I didn't really have an answer because well, like- it's easier to it's, it's harder to answer when you're not in that position. Exactly. exactly. It's easy to to be hypothetical about things like hypothetically if a billion dollars. Would you buy an island? Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I would never do that. But- right. But I don't know. You know, like I think the important question answer to that would be like, do I want? To stay at home and raise the kids. Yeah. You know? If you don't want to, would you do it just because he has a bunch of money? Because mm. if the if the goal is happiness, as we kind of talked about, and you do something that isn't necessarily going to make you happy, does the money make up for that lack of purpose? It's like you're trying to force a different purpose. Like, I am made to be corporate boss. Yeah. And now I'm going to, like, go do this because some money. I, I got to, like, shift my purpose, like, manipulate my purpose. I don't know. Just an interesting thought. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, and you won't know till you're in that position. Until I'm in that position. I was like, I I don't know how to answer this. I mean, I, I think it's I cool pretty much. cool to think about, I though. think I pretty much answered. I was like, well, if I get, like, you know, 
I would do like two or three years mm-hmm. out of work and then mm-hmm. I would get stir crazy. Like I'd rather, I'd rather, not rather, I'd be ready to go back to work and like make my own money and, you know, but I was also talking about finances with some of my friends and like, you know, what should our partner pay for? Like, or should everything be split? Should everything be shared? And I, I was like, no, <laughs> like, I was no like, to which one? Everything should be shared or it should not be? Um, it should be shared. Essentially, what I said was, is that, I, don't get me wrong, like, I want to I wanna be able to provide myself. I can hold my own. But I would like for my money, my, my income to be spent on like um, miscellaneous things. So like if we want to take a vacation, if, if I were to have kids, like putting the kids in extracurriculars or something like that. So do you want him to be the breadwinner? Mm-hmm. Like the main, I think that's good though. I think it's good that the man is the breadwinner. I don't think there's anything wrong with the woman makes more money, but I think it's good if, cause I think the majority of men want to provide for their woman, yeah. at least in my experience mm-hmm. and me too. And I think the majority of women want to be provided for by their significant other. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But I also don't think there's anything wrong with like, I think we've stigmatized and like, like I was listening to a podcast about, well, about a lot of things, but this guy commented on like, we got to make it more okay for guys that aren't type A's that do want to stay at home and raise kids who have a wife that's a boss and she wants to go kill it like you just go kill it in the corporate world. Let her do it. Let him be a stay at home dad and stop talking down to him. What if he has a more coddling, empathetic nature to him, a nurturing spirit and she's a boss. Just because they're male and female, they got to play the roles. Yeah. I disagree. I think they should be able to go do the things. Whatever works for you and your family. I think that's right. Because we've, we've put everything into like a box. Like if you're Democrat, you must do this. If you're Republican, you must do this. Yeah. If you or this, you know, just so much like. But there's seven point something billion people all different. And we're going to somehow take everyone and clump them into like, you must be this, this, X, Y, and Z. And one, two, three, you must do. That doesn't make sense if every single person is uniquely different. Yeah. T. Have you heard T. that? T. Have you heard that phrase before? No. Yeah, it's like a thing. Um, Just like, I use it like, I yep. I drank some tea earlier. Did you? Ginger tea. Oh, yum. Um, That's good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's like tea, like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like agree. Yeah, like or like yeah pretty much yeah like mm-hmm. tea or like, like bet yes i used to say like that, that all the time oh my god i missed that era yeah i, I mean i was say- there but people like bet and i was like what do you want to bet and they're like that's not what it means um <laughs> i'm really into right now um that slaps like that's good right that slaps like when you hear my music what do you say <laughs> that slaps <laughs> i agree i agree tea <laughs> No, when, slaps tea. when you bring me out those brisket quesadillas with that my mimosa, <laughs> that slaps my friend. Tea. <laughs> tea. You're going to start saying it all the time I now. Will. I'm telling you. You're a trendsetter. You know, my friend, I try. I'm not going to lie. I like lie. it. I have had three viral tweets in my lifetime. Have you? Yeah, I for real have. What? That's why I'm like, Kyle, you need to put me on your podcast. Well, here we are. Well, I, I know, but I had to ask you a couple times. Well, yeah, but I never was against it. I think the first time you said that, I said, let's do it. Yeah, but then I think like that's my you, exact words. 
but then okay everyone let's get this very clear i left all of my like twitter and instagram information i literally lost it I, okay yeah which i don't know how you did that because As, don't you, you have to keep your there's two copies the you sign one copy and there's another copy behind it and then there's your itemized receipt behind that so facts i, I literally even asked my coworkers. my coworkers listen to this podcast asked my coworkers. i was like oh i just lost all the information those chicks gave me straight up facts uh-huh. I literally asked you for it the next time. So it's not and like then, I was trying to duck you. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, I've lost your stuff. Could I have it, please? Yeah, and then you lost it again. It happened twice. It happened twice. And then finally, the third time, it did. And I was like, didn't you learn from your mistakes? <laughs> and then the third one, the third time, finally, you came. You're like, okay, here. Here we go. Yeah. But I asked for it, and I never No, not the second time. The, the third time. Yeah, the third time you came to your senses. And you're like, okay. Well, I don't think it was ever anything intentional. I think it was, but that's okay. But you did say earlier you read into things. Did I say that? Yeah. I probably did. And but you're in my home right now, so it's not like I was like, ah, this girl. Like, nah, you come over to my house. Like, here we are in my worst all my time. But I'm just saying I had to, to nudge you a little A lot of people have bit. not been here. Like, most people have not been here. You're special. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I am your best customer. You're a great one. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, called PC. <laughs> It is good. Customers listen to good. This too. good, good, good. Um, Shout out to all the customers of Urban Rio that are listening to the podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> Keep listening. No, but I was. We were talking about my viral tweets. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I, I want to know about them. Yeah. Okay. So honestly, I'm gonna be honest. They were not that funny. I think honestly, I just quote them. I'm getting there. Can I okay, just give sorry. the backstory? Come yes, on, go, go. I think backstory. honestly, I tweeted them at the right time because when, if you know your demographic, if if you've really studied the art of social media, like I have, because I have a little too much time on my hands, you understand. <laughs> I do. Um, you understand when to post, what to post, and why you should post it. Okay, I've actually given a little um talk on social media like this if i I do say so myself so basically a ted talk um, by casey (laughs) thank you that's actually my goal my ted talk have you you told me that did i yeah have you heard of dr brene brown she's awesome she's from actually from texas she um has this famous ted talk it came out years ago you should watch it it's about yeah the art of vulnerability Mm. and it's powerful and she actually just has it um i think it's been out for a little bit but a netflix special really yeah it's it's good and she's vulnerability is and she's so cool and she's from texas i had no idea um but i'll send i'll send the information but um anyway so the first one it was me riding the scooter i actually have to show you now okay okay let's go um i wish we had video yeah it was me riding a scooter and i promise i was not making like a bird scooter no, like a razor scooter. Oh, yeah. Razor scooters are dangerous. No, they really are. Did you ever are. hit yourself in the shin with a razor? Yes. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and we always used to try to do tricks on them, me and my buddies, and like mm-hmm. we were not razor tricks tricksters. You know, so we I, ended up with bruises and cuts. I had um, some good razor scooter. I, I mean, not. I cannot multitask. I was I was great <laughs> at the razor scooter. I'm not gonna lie. They're so fun though. Um, that's like my childhood. And then some genius put a motor on them and I, gave them to adults. <laughs> yeah, but you know they had electric scooters like right after. I had. One. I know. Did yeah. you have an electric one? Yeah. I always wanted one, but I didn't ever had. I never got one. And I got one. My parents. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Thanks, dad. Thanks, mom and dad. For my. Mom's well, being sarcastic. She's being serious. I'm being serious. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. My parents made me work for everything, which is good. 
You know, I actually didn't have my first job until I was 18. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, my parent, knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. it was in their best decision. But was it? I was not always the most focused child growing up. I'm actually very intellectually smart. Um, I'm street smart and I'm book smart. Okay, my and you can hold it down in the streets. I, I'm street smart. Like, just kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. yeah. And I just sometimes I just didn't try, and I think that's one of that's my a big factor in success at anything is like yes. effort. Yes, people underestimate effort. Yeah, and I don't talent's one thing, but effort is the other piece. Yeah, and looking back on it, I don't know why I did that. Like, why I didn't just try? I'm a smart girl. I mean, I, motivation. I, Maybe sometimes you're just like, I don't know why I would try at this. Yeah, that was me through high school. Mm-hmm. I just didn't care. I, was I graduated with a good GPA, got in all the college I applied to with no effort. I look back, I'm like, I could have got a great, I could have got a 4.1 or 4. Point, but I had no motivation. I didn't care. No. I just always knew I would be successful. This, this sounds arrogant, but it's not. I always knew I would be successful at whatever I did. I just knew it. What did you like really want to do? Sorry. I always wanted to be a businessman. Always. Like I always knew I wanted to be in business. And now I think do that's think kind of trend. I think I'm, I think the, my business mindset is helping the way I'm building my podcast and my music let's see what this is all about <laughs> so that was pretty skinny bitch season <laughs> another one bites the dust yes. we gotta watch that again so she's on a razor scooter almost gracefully yes gracefully with the kickback Oh, facing the concrete. <laughs> yes. That hurt. That's classic. Really bad. How viral did that go? It wasn't my highest one. No? Nope. Um, That's good, though. That's a good one. It was a couple thousand. Um, That's great. So that was my first. Actually, that was not my first shot at fame. The other one was me, like, doing the splits. That was my thing in college. The splits? Yes. Oh, sounds painful. I would do the splits all the time. Um, and. I don't know why everyone found it so funny. Well, I, it's just because the body, we don't, those well, of us that also, can't do it. Also, I was, I was way heavier than I am now. And so I think they're just like amazed. Like, shit, how did she do Were you a dancer? Did you have gymnastic background? I mean, I did like sports here and there, but like, I would quit like after a week. I, I have so, no idea. It wasn't like you trained to do the splits. No, no. It's a no. unique gift. It was a unique gift. That's but wild. it was like my thing. It was my thing. Do you, can you still, do you still do the splits? Honestly, I can still do them. I don't do them anymore. I feel like... Grown out of that? I'm like, what would I... I'm 25 years old. What would I need to Where are you going to be like, yo, check this out. Yeah, I'm yeah. about to do the split. And that used to be my thing in college. And I used to also have mm-hmm. like a nickname, DJ Sailor. DJ Sailor? Yeah. Where you, did you DJ? No. Um, but <laughs> I did a lot of MC, actually. And so I like hosted... Um, Events like, and such? Yeah, with people. Um, I did like Greek show and... And step show but honestly a, a lot of it came from and it's the everyone always asked asked me like how did you come with dj sailor literally i went on a cruise i saw a sailor hat i bought it and you put wore it, it on wore it to the side because it didn't look cute straight <laughs> on and my sister was like haha you look like a dj huh, dj sailor and i was like <gasps> that's it that literally that was it Stuck. and so that was the summer it was my first summer being an orientation leader uh-huh and I was like, I, I got to make this a thing. And I took it back to Chattanooga. And I used to wear <laughs> fanny packs back in the day. Oh, man. You were before. You were ahead of the trend. 
Kyle, yes. And I get very passionate about oh, those. Oh, man. Let's talk about let's talk about fanny packs. Because, Go. Yes, because everyone used – a lot of people used to talk crap about me. Of like, course they did. Why are you wearing – I'm like, y'all, it's so efficient. Uh-huh. You have no idea. <laughs> it wasn't a fashion statement. It was an it was efficiency not, it was tool. efficiency. And now, like, people are paying hundreds of dollars to get, like, these designer Gucci – like, Gucci <laughs> this, Gucci that. And I'm just like – Oh my gosh! And I remember go the buy reason. a house, don't buy a Gucci bag. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, I- I'd mess with one. I I want a Gucci belt. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, okay. they're do, do what do you ha- what do you, what makes you like Gucci? Um, everyone else has it. So. Mm, <laughs> that's a key takeaway. We'll do another podcast on that. Oh, don't hate on me, <laughs> Kyle. I think that I don't hate. I think everyone should do do whatever you need to but also, do. Also, you know, it comes in black, and that's you know really I'm practical. Down with black, black, gray, gray, yeah. black. Honestly, a lot of it too for me, Kyle. Honestly, a well, lot you of- did like fanny packs first, so I can't hate on that. At all. You can't. You can't. The trend it- just came about. But I, I do want to. I'm gonna, hopping on board. I'm gonna talk about the fanny packs. I'm gonna come back to the Gucci belt because okay. the fanny pack. I honestly got it because I was going to Six Flags in St. Louis. So I had some friends coming. Put town. all your. Yeah, th- that was basically it. And I remember like, hey mom, why you buy me this fanny pack? It's like, Casey, that is so tacky. Like, why would I get that for you? I'm like, mom, I'm going to this theme park. Just help me out. You were really ahead of it. I was. Like, mom, you don't get it. People are gonna do this in 15 years. Here we are. The only thing I couldn't get people to. Um, latch on to was lanyards i was really trying with lanyards really really hard and the I only just, guys i knew that wore lanyards was football team they're all about the lanyards what was interesting though like Nobody people my age like i left texas a second time when i was going into the eighth grade and so a lot of people i was still friends with people on facebook they were into the lanyards so i was trying to bring it to tennessee and they were not didn't feeling convert. it they didn't, didn't but the convert. fanny packs did catch on but good for you <laughs> thank you but back to the gucci belt so yeah a lot of like because I already know what you're thinking, Kyle. That's so materialistic. Na, 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 na. I already know. I already know. You don't have to play. No, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with the materialistic thing. I don't have a problem with it. I think that people do things not because they want to do it, because they want the acceptance of others. Not everyone. But I think Gucci and Louis Vuitton have exploded off off of literally because the end consumer wants to to be accepted by others not because they go this is the product that i'm just really into i love the print i like the purse i'm into leather yeah that's what i like i think but it, you're ahead on the fanny pack trend so i i'm gonna give you that one well i think a lot of it for me as far as like designer stuff i mean i really don't have that much designer stuff but a lot of it for me is that i used to not be able to fit into any of those things that's a good reason and so for me i'm like so it oh is for you yeah, yeah 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 so for me i'm like Oh my gosh. Well, that's great. Like, I could wear a Gucci belt. That's dope. This is then. great. Like, these boots, these mm-hmm. Hunter boots. I saw that. I was going to ask you about the Hunter. I think it's a really cool uh, logo they have. Thanks. Thanks. So, my calves used to not fit into these about a year ago. And but everyone Did had... you own them before? Nope. Oh, okay. I never bought them because they didn't mm-hmm. fit. Mm-hmm. And I, even like the short kind, mm-hmm. like, didn't even I've fit my those. calves. Yeah. But I, I wanted these. They're dope. Thank you. Yeah. I wanted these so bad. And I wanted the tall black ones so bad but they did not fit my legs and i was just i was really upset about it because you know at the time like you know i was in college everyone had something i didn't have it i felt left out and so so you proved it to yourself i proved it to myself and that's honey, different when i walked out with these dope. and they and they fit me i almost started crying the same with um my lululemon pants um i don't know if you've heard i'm of very familiar i've 
dropped some money there like yeah. to be refunded <laughs> yeah i love lululemon well i think if a girl leaves a guy that goes to lululemon she should refund him the money that stuff's expensive very I don't actually oh. think that. Are I'm you bitter. A, yeah, I was about to say, are <laughs> no, you a little I'm not, bitter? <laughs> I'm not bitter. I, just, I think you're a little bitter, my friend. Um, no, but that was a big thing. Like, I couldn't fit into them. And then one day, I just, after I had, like, started my weight loss journey, and I was like, you know what? Like, let me just see where I'm at. And I went in one day. They didn't fit the way I wanted to. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And then I went back a, mm, a month or two later, and they fit. And Kyle, when I say I left – when I left in tears because that was all I believe it. that was all for me Yeah. because Hunter Boots honestly this is like a two year old like these are like old now you know but I'm just now getting on the train but if it's for you then it's, it's for not me, old it's not old at mm-hmm. all like this is exciting I like that. see I'm all about that I'm all about like if you want Gucci because you're like I got something to prove to myself or like I got something to prove to somebody that I'm all about that yeah. and I again I'm not judging anybody like if you want to buy Gucci because everyone else has it do it yeah i'm just saying i personally again my ultimate desire for everyone is for them to be happy and so like i break it down but i understand that people have to go on their own journey which is key for it's just difficult for me because just like we talk like i want the best for people and sometimes i'm like but i know what would be the best for you and i've done that and i know it won't work and you're gonna be in pain but you gotta let people go yeah and it's then tough you just have to remind yourself you know what and I've had to, I've had to tell people this. Like, I see them going down a path. I'm like, oh, honey, don't do it. Please learn from me. But I've literally had to say, like, you know what? I'm gonna love you for where you are in your journey. How can I best serve you? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a good response. And and that's literally what I've had to say to that's people. That's the most impa- impactful response. Because trying to control people will not come or turn out well. No, but loving them always will win. Like, it's yeah. always a great move. And like, I, how I've, can I serve you? That's a super loving thing to say. And I, I like f- that. Thanks. And I feel like. That's helped me a lot with my relationships, just with a lot of people. I'm just like, you know what? I, I, especially, too, like, when I was like, you know what? When I was their age, I was doing the same exact sure. thing. That's another thing, too. Like, I was doing the we same thing. We forget that we also have messed up and mm-hmm. made mistakes. Yeah. Me and my sister were talking about something having to do with that. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that yesterday about, like, and I've uh, this has been me my whole life is, like, especially at this point in my life when I've done a lot of stupid things. But but I continuously am reminded, even over, especially over the past few years, where I've really learned to like, and I'm still not great at it, is let go of control of other people. Yes. And like we said earlier, though, my intent is good. Like, I know that I want to help people, but my attempts have failed so many times because my attempt is do this and do this and then that won't happen or this will happen. But that doesn't that strategy doesn't work. It doesn't. Like people, people told me to not down. to do stuff. Yeah. I did whatever I wanted. Yeah. I shut down. Mm-hmm. I shut them out. Yeah. You learn the voices that are trying to tell you what you don't want to do, even if it's good. Even if you're doing the wrong thing, they tell you do the right thing. You're like, I'm not trying to hear that. You know something I, I saw on Twitter? Um <laughs> Because, you know, that's where I get all my news. Um, I think that's a good place to get news now because it's unfiltered by the the bias of the media. Well, and I don't have cable, too. So, I Me mean, neither. Yeah, it's just be <laughs> like that. Um, but I read something on Twitter. It was like, you know, when a friend or, or someone you care about is coming to you, you should ask them, like, a, you should ask them two questions. Um, are you wanting my advice or are you just wanting me to listen mm, i've heard that and it's good that has been like the most one of the most powerful things i've ever said because or i've like i've read i've taken it in, i've tried to like implement it as best as i can because 
me and you, I feel like we're very similar, my very. friend. And just in the sense of we we just we don't want you to go down the same path. I'm ready to tell did. you all the things to I'm do. I'm ready to tell you like don't I have all do the advice. It. I have all the <laughs> advice. But sometimes people don't want it. And you know what they want is just a listening ear. Just a listening ear. And if I can do that for you, if that's me serving you in your journey, all right, I can do it. I would even go as far as to say that the majority of people need a listening ear more than they need advice. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times the advice we give is like they could they've heard it. It's regurgitated. It's it may be good advice, but like like to your point, where they're at in their journey, they don't need you to be like, do the right thing. They're like, Oh cool, man. Thanks for the genius advice. Yeah, but every once in a while you have some people in your life that they will give you the the information that um you don't want to hear but you need to hear. And those mm-hmm. are the people that you gotta hold on hold on to tight. because um, those are the people who are gonna have take you to 12 degrees have you heard of that Mm-mm. so there's this book it's like kind of like a leadership book it's really small easy read um it's basically called 212 degrees and basically it's the it basically goes along like at 211 degrees water does nothing but at 212 degrees water boils mm. that's and, powerful yeah, yeah and that one extra degree yeah. makes all the difference and so that's something that i've been working on my team is how can we be 212 degrees how can we push each other to be 212 degrees? Because it is a collective effort. It is. It is. Life is a collective effort. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I want those people who are going to take me to 212. I don't want to be just sitting in the bowl, not doing anything or the pot doing anything. Like I want to be boiling, like with not like, you know, of anger, but like no, with but passion, with excitement. Right. Like, you know, I want to, I just want to be better than right. the you day before. Be, you want to be on fire versus just sitting there. But it just, that's good, man. That's good because it's that 1%, but that changes everything. Yeah. And, and uh, like, I really do believe life is a collective effort. Mm-hmm. I think, again, people are better together than they are apart. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard this guy say on this podcast today, he was like, we've had bombs that could eradicate the entire world for 60 years, and we still haven't killed everybody. So I think people still like people to some degree. And yeah. I was like, that's true. Like, yeah. people like people. Like, sure, there's a lot of hatred out there, but, like, we could all kill each other and we don't. Okay, purge. I'm just saying on like a very basic, like animalistic level, like everybody could just kill each other. Somebody could press the button and just bomb us. Like even people that hate us don't do that. Like there's something to be said for like basic human decency. Like people like each other. Yeah. Like you remove a lot of the outside factors that manipulate how we think and you just remove all that. Like people like each other. We're animals. We like our other, our kind. We love our kind. You crack me up. You're so funny. Do you not think so? I mean... I'm not saying on... Again, I try to speak on the macro level. Sure, there's micro, like, disagreements and hate. And, like, on a macro level, I think people like people. Would you say you see light... Or, not life, but, like, situations in black and white or gray? Yeah, I, I tend to be very binary. Okay. Black and white. Okay, same. Okay, that's... I think that's good, though. Because it... it you You have to take a stance when you're binary. Mm-hmm. Gray leaves a lot of room for, like... Yeah, and yeah. I think that's that's why I think we're big on communication. I don't want to leave room for gray for the other person. Communication, in my mind, is not for me. Like, I know my thoughts. I want to express them to others so there's no gray area, mm-hmm. especially in relationships. Like, communication so key. Mm-hmm. But do you think you can over-communicate? Yes. I agree. Absolutely. I've seen it get me in trouble a time or two. Intent versus impact, my friend. Uh, no, for real. Yeah, no, no, no. 
<laughs> you yeah. can really ca- cause some damage if you over communicate. Yeah, and that's something we were talking about was like reading the room, understanding our audience, understanding like you know what's what's going on. Like, is this the proper time to communicate? Is this the right medium to communicate? Um, yeah. Or even like you said with people that come to you to talk, like are they open to listening? Like, do they even want to hear what I have to say right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or am I just gonna push them further away? Yeah. You got to be self-awareness is super key. Yeah. Like like communication is a gift. It's a talent. It's a skill to practice a lot. All those things. But everything, everything, in my opinion, like you have to be self-aware on how you deploy anything, Mm -hmm. any talent, any gifts, even your single words like self-awareness is so key. Mm -hmm. What what was the other thing I was thinking about? Like, I don't know. Self. I just think self-awareness is super underestimated. Would you say you're self-aware? To a point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think ever anyone's a ten on self awareness. I think as as life goes, if you're if you're aware and if you want to become better in life, you will become more self aware. If you yeah. want to become better. Yeah. If you don't, you won't. Yeah. I think everything takes intentionality. Yeah. I'm very intentional. You seem you very intentional to too. You have to be intentional. Yeah. Or you will continue floating and not grow. It's just like an athlete. Like you could have natural talent and be six seven, but like if you don't practice, you're not gonna get better at basketball. You won't. Ju- you can live longer, and living longer won't just like make you better. Do you think that there's a there's um validity in too much intentionality to where it can hinder your growth? I think we would have to define intentionality then at that point. Like, well, I guess I I more so think about maybe like yeah, example from my like I'm very intentional. Everything mm-hmm. I do has a reason. Sure. There's a reason why I I do everything I do, but sometimes I'm so intentional that i won't even try to do things because it might mess up what i think will be successful for me or like down the path that i want to go um so you just avoid it yeah or i don't do it or like i try to change it to where i think it can be fixated to work for me you Mm -hmm. know and i think that well that's yeah yeah that's interesting yeah oh for sure well I'm fine with taking risks. I think a lot of people aren't fine with taking risks. Are you not? No. Oh, okay. So I'm fine with taking risks. It, actually, I, I challenge that thought go. to myself. Um, yes and no. Like for me, when I graduated college, packed all my things and moved to Disney World. Um, That's a risk. That, that was a risk, my friend. But it was a risk that... Calculated. It was very calculated. Like I was like, this is a little unconventional. Very but i see i see something i don't know what it is yet and that's something i've had to, i've you know you see potential i see potential i just don't know how to communicate it yet and it was one so of you're okay things. with calculated risk if there's a potential for value yeah. at the end yeah. that's good i don't think that's a bad thing but sometimes i do think that like i get too intentional to where i'm just like eh, i don't want to do that do you think like you get too intentional or maybe there's another word for it you get too intense in life to where you don't you don't do well at escaping or resting or pausing do you ever deal with that mm. or enjoying the moment enjoying the moment there you go so i said it's gotta yeah, be no, a no, word no, yeah there's yeah. gotta be a word because for me like i, I will always take time for my self-care like mm-hmm. that's I will, good i will always make time for for casey to do casey whatever whatever what is self-care like what do you do um what are you into i go get my nails done that's very like very relaxing for me i'm very into big into like reality tv it's a good blue you have do you like it mm-hmm. thanks i'm big into nails like i really am what do you mean i just i like the art of nails i know it sounds weird coming from a guy but like i don't have nails obviously it's not my thing let me see 
You have nail. No, I you mean like buy- I mean like artistic nails. You like, can paint your nails. Like you all should. like Tara. Shout out to Tara. She loves when I mention her on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Tara, George, the girls that I work with. Like whenever they get nails done, I'm like, oh, cool. Like yeah. on a, like very innocent level. Like I like the nails. I think it's cool. Like, yeah. I was a girl. I'll get my nails done all the time because I think it looks cool. Yeah. Like my sister gets them done all the time. I'm like, that's dope. Sorry. Side, Why don't you but, paint your nails? Um, I don't want them on me. I just like to observe. I appreciate the art of it. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I know I'm real passionate about that. People that know me know like I really like nails. Like my ex okay. used to get her nails. Like I loved it. I was like, yeah, do your nails, please. What's next? I don't know. It's a very different no, type no, thing. No, it's not weird. It, I just was not expecting you to like. Right. Like I love nails. But when you said nails, I looked at yours like, man, those are good. They're blue. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So getting my nails done. Um, I love to go out to eat. Hence why I go to Urban Rio. Hey, shout out to Urban Rio. Rio. <laughs> of all the time. That's a great self-care for me and like getting con- to connect with people and just, you know, just try good food. You know, um, I mean, a lot of it's though like reality TV. It's just, that's like my thing. And so I'll always take time for that. Um, but I was going somewhere with this, um, with self-care. No, you asked me about my self-care, but then it was, then I talked about nails. N- no, no, no. It was like, Oh, enjoying the moment. Yes. That's where we started at. Yeah. So, Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Bring it um, back. I've been trying to do better about that because I feel like it's very tough. In my mind, I'm like, okay, what's next? Where am I going to be in five years? What do I got to do now to, su- to set myself up for success in five years? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I haven't done this, so how do I need to do it? And it's just like, calm down. My father would call that performance driven. Yes. Yes. You're performance slash results driven. Yes, I am. And it's... Uh, which, which is, is a, great. Which it's is great. Great thing. But also, like, you gotta reel that talent. In. Yes, and I'm a firm believer. You know, like, God brings you like where you need to be, like, when in the right time, and like He does not bring you to a, a situation that you are not ready for or that you're not gonna learn from. And so, I'm doing myself a disservice. I'm doing God a disservice by trying to rush through a season mm. that I prayed for Ooh. and that He. Come led on. me to and, come on you know what i mean it's, it's annoying that i do it's that true. to myself like i prayed for where i was right now oh i got i was like oh god please you get it and you're like next yeah no since i was like okay this has been great thank you god but like what's next what's next you know what i mean what so i'd be like all right i'm I'm in it i'm in it let's enjoy it let's learn in it let's be better in it mm-hmm. and like just in this this specific season because i was just like god like please just let, just lead me here and I promise I'll be happy and I'll promise I'll be this and I'll do this and I'll do this and then it's like okay he gave go. it to me and then I'm in the season like stressed out to the max anxiety through the roof and it's like calm down like you know what I mean like you prayed about this and you got it so what are you gonna do about it you know what I mean how are you gonna live your fullest potential and so that's kind of where I've been at right now like I think we live in a in an interesting time especially in America I think discontentment is uh, at a at a peak. Yeah. Because there's so much more we can have now. This is the most abundant time the world has ever seen. Yeah. I feel like we're never satisfied with anything, which is, is sad. The, they call it the age of addiction. We're in the age of addiction. Not just drugs and alcohol, but anything. Money, likes, success, more, 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 more. It's yeah. not always healthy. Like not not a, all. It's not healthy. It's not in the slightest. It's not. I, it's I'm not. big on. 
I'm big on this in my mind. A lot of things that I'm really big on are things I, I don't always execute well. I think that's most people. Yeah. We know what we want and we know what's in us, but we don't always uh, do it well. Yeah. Like, But I have this tattoo on my hand and it's supposed to represent balance. Okay. It's a mandala, if you've ever heard of those. It's supposed to be equal in every direction, representing balance. That's a little screwed up here, but that's a long other story. But like, that's I think balance is something that we lack. Mm-hmm. That, and, and, and I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think it's just, this is the world we live in. It's hard to find balance. We're either headed this way or we're not. We, we, we're not good with like, like you said, I'm in this season. I'm going to chill and enjoy it and continue to progress. But like look around balance, like balance this with this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very just like next, 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 which is not great because as you love that I say, you're going to die someday. <laughs> But if I you never, but, but I, but I really mean it in like yeah, a good way of I like know. people be aware that like, look around you, live in the moment, be yeah. aware of what you have, be grateful. This will all end. Mm-hmm. And if you never look around when you're 85 in, in your, on your deathbed, you're like, Oh, I missed it. Yeah. And that's super, that's scary. Cause then it, that's it. That then you're done. That scares me. I think regret is one of the scariest things in life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna die. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, for all the listeners, you probably have tons of time left. Like life is long. I don't like to say life is short. I like to say life is long because I really think it is. I think it's all perspective. Your mind is so interesting to me, and I'm, I'm I mean this in like Thanks. the most, the most genuine. It's my parents' fault. The most genuine way. <laughs> it just it cracks me up, like. I, I, I'm just honestly, I've never met anyone like you. And like, I take that as a compliment. You, you Thank should, you. you should. Like, it just, <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's different. Everyone is different. But I do think life is long. Like, I think life is short if you look at life and you're like, it's just this many years. Yeah. Yeah. But like, think, like, think how much stuff has happened in 25 years. A lot. I think in my life, I'm 23 reversed <laughs> i think of everything that's happened and then i think i'll probably do this two more times that would make me something that's a lot like i've gone through so much like i've lived a full life in my mind i'm like so much has happened it took forever to get here and i'm gonna do this again and then again that's long mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think it's just how you see it when people are like life is short i'm like i understand i get it but I don't, I don't want to think in terms of life is short. I would like to think in terms of life is long. That's much more hopeful to me. It's much more enjoyable when I'm like, life is long. I guess the, just challenging that thought. Go. I want um, it. One could say like the whole life is long is then you won't. No, maybe if you were to hear that like, okay, well, then there's no reason for me to try that new thing. Or there's right. no reason for me to say that thing that really like means something to me that has an yeah. importance because oh, life is long i can do it another 10 sure. years whereas it's, if it's like life is short it's like no live every day like it is your last and like you know live every day like with purpose and so i think i'm more on the no, life you. is short i hear you i'm a, then i should say this i'm on both sides yeah. i think there i think the key there is balance again i think balance is super key like i think you should understand that life is short even though I know I just totally countered everything I said. Yeah. Life is short. Yeah. Live in the moment. Do the things you need to do. But don't don't beat yourself up so much when things go wrong. Yeah. Don't be like some people are just like just lose all hope. They're like, 
life is short, you know, it's kind of over. Like, that's more my point is when people make a mistake, they're like, ah, you know, I'm going to die. It's, it's, uh, what I'm, I think there's a balance. Yeah. I think, again, I think it's just perspective. I don't yeah. think it matters. If you tell yourself life is short and that works for you, good. If you tell yourself life is long and that works for you, good. I think it's all like, what is your relationship with time? Mm-hmm. What is your perspective on it? I tell myself life is long because it, it keeps me going. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I haven't messed it all the way up. I'm not too old. You know, it, the the glory years aren't over. Yeah. But at, sometimes I do have to tell myself life is short, execute. So I think it's that's a good counterpoint. There has to be balance. Whatever the words you use, like your relationship with time is super important. How you see it. I have time. Whatever is in the moment going to be your best perspective on life, on the remaining years, however many that is. Yeah, it's funny we're talking about like life, remainder of years, because I just saw this movie the other day, Countdown. Have you seen it? It's it's like this horror thriller movie. And basically these kids, okay, like college kids whatever they download this app or not kids people is it a new movie yeah i think so they they download don't don't see it she said no i didn't say that (laughs) i didn't say that i i I don't like thrillers or like horror Uh movies so i'm very like jumpy i don't like horror movies either they i don't like to be scared i don't know why i would want to be scared we're touching fingers (laughs) oh my gosh no um but in this movie they um they download this app and it tells them when they're going to die. Oh, and I was sitting that. there like, I would never, I turned to my sister. No, that's... I was like, if you ever did some stupid crap like this, like I would be living with you. Like, absolutely not. That's scary. It's very scary. And then it like, then just like we we're talking about, like then, then people are going to start changing how they live. Exactly. And, they, and that was like the Good whole or premise bad. of the movie. They were trying to like kind of beat the, the time, like try to reverse the curse. It was, it, it was a lot going on. I'm already having anxiety about yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, it was like <laughs> a lot of like devil thing. And I was like, oh. I'm not big on watching scary stuff. No. Um, no I feel like no. the world is full of fear. And so to watch a scary movie for me, why would I induce fear into my own life no. when there's already plenty? I got plenty. No, I agree. I it, don't need more. <laughs> it was not my first choice, but we got to the movie late. Who did? Who made you see that? My dad. <laughs> dad. You're probably great. You're good. No, my dad's wonderful. <laughs> um, no, he's like, it'll be funny. It'll be fun. And then I'm sitting in there like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did like, he love it? He thought it was comical. Great. Good for him. So, Because I was like, Dad. Avid movie when goer. We, when we paid for this, I was like, Dad, please don't tell me you paid full price for this. And he was like, no, 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 no. So, uh, anyway, but good I, for him. The, the big takeaway is I got to hang out with my siblings and my dad. So, I'll, I'll take good. that any day. But it, it, it's just interesting we were talking about that because I was just sitting there in that movie like, I would never do something like this i don't want to know like and which brings up the point i've been asking all my friends like would you ever go see a psychic would you ever like um do card readings or like predict your future yeah which i'm such a planner that you would think that yeah i'd want to know but i'm like no like it takes all the mystery out yeah like okay if you say i'm gonna have like there's something to be said for like the kind of the adventure of mystery yeah yeah which i I don't want all the answers i have a big fear of unknown i don't like surprises i don't like the unknown like I'm a planner. Like I right. like to know what I'm, I'm doing in certain realms. That is a realm that like, sure. I- I'm okay. There's some things that are outside that like circle of control that you're yeah. like, I'm fine with that being outside the circle. Yeah. Leave it out there. Yeah. Don't that's... tell me when I'm dying. That'll change my entire life. No, for sure. Uh, man, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. I just thought about, it. I was like, man, how would I be different if I knew when I was going to die? I think for sure. Be, yeah. 
Maybe not in a good way either. I don't think I may become more selfish and be like, well, I know I'm going to die September 17th of next year. So I'm going to do all these terrible things or the opposite way. I might just be like, I might become passive and be like, eh, it's coming real quick. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I just I would, don't want to know because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I would take more of like um, kind of like more of like a scared approach to it. Like I wouldn't want to leave my room. I wouldn't want to go enjoy life because I know that like impending doom. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's I was not just, a motivating thing. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I would never. <laughs> I never want to know. I agree with you. So I, I was just curious your your thoughts on that because yeah, that scares me. Nah, I'm good. You're good, love. But but here's the thing: like, is it even possible? Like, I know it's a movie, but like, anything's possible. A lot of things are possible. I'm sure I, I there's mean, some app about it. <laughs> I was gonna say, people 50 years ago would have laughed in our faces if we were like, we are gonna have these computers. They're gonna be about the size of our hand. We're going to put them in our pockets and you can speak to everyone in the entire world. You can put up pictures and videos and they're like, what's a video? We'll be like, no, it's just, it'll be the entire world will be in your pocket. And they're like, ha, no, it won't. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to people 50 years ago. Yeah. That's why my grandfather, who's like 90, 91 or something. Oh, wow. He doesn't own a cell phone. I don't think he owns a computer. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a different world to him. I'm but we would have never imagined that if we were back then. So it's like. That to your point, things are possible that we don't think. Yeah, and I'm curious, like, in fifty, sixty years, what we will be like, oh my god. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's like the new thing that like we just can't seem to Some get on? Crazy board. stuff is coming, man. I stay up on tech. I'm big on tech. Crazy stuff is gonna happen. Yeah. Crazy. VR is gonna bust onto the scene. When are we having flying cars, Kyle? I don't think there's ever gonna be flying cars. Not in the near future. It's not I've I've heard a lot of talks about it. I've listened to a lot of Elon Musk talk about it. He says it's just not feasible. Mm-hmm. Like the airspace and the travel of of billions of people in the airspace is just not feasible. Yeah. Plus it's like it it's just not feasible. Okay. He said it's more likely for people to travel underground. I mean, yeah, we we have like a a tollway like that's like underground or something. That's- that, that makes he sense. said that'd be more feasible. Yeah, electric electric travel underground. With just that. tunnels dug all across America would probably be the first. Tunnels dug underground across all the major metropolis metropolis areas, metro areas, and then uh electric travel at high speeds through it to make it more efficient. Yeah. That's an interesting theory. He's done it in LA, did you know that? Elon Musk dug a tunnel underneath Actually, don't know some LA house. The uh he uh is the founder of Tesla. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. sending rockets to space. He's trying to colonize Mars. Oh, it'd be Dude's like on that. some next level stuff. Okay. I don't, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm curious, Kyle? I'm taking this a whole different Go. Way. There's no structure to this. I'm really curious. I know that, like, you left the corporate world to, like, you know, um, music and, like, your podcast. Like, what's your, what's, I don't want to say your end goal, but, like, what do you envision, like, of your life? envision like end goal well i don't, I don't like the word end goal because mm-hmm. you can because i feel like when you're end, you have an end goal like that's it you're done you know but like you mean purpose i mean yeah or what's your why like you know impact one word i think yeah, that's I it think like when uh when i was in the corporate world it was always the same and i think it's interesting how i see it for myself i think it's like been ingrained in me maybe my parents 
uh, my upbringing, a lot of situations have added to it. Mm-hmm. But like impact, I don't even when I was in the corporate world and I really was like trying to go get money and like the, the normal thing of yeah. like promotions, money and all that. And I tasted some of that and I just realized quickly it wasn't fulfilling. And I'd been raised by my parents that told me that stuff is not fulfilling. Like these are core. Th- I was raised with very good ethical parents who didn't teach me much. They focused always back on morality and ethics yeah. and how you treat people at the end of the day is the most important thing. So for me, it's I've been through a lot of interesting things in my years. And when I die, I want people to be able to come to my funeral and be like, Kyle was impactful to me. Mm-hmm. Like, however that is, however that plays out, I don't know. But I'm passionate about music. I always have been. My grandmother raised me with a lot of music in my ears. Um, and I ha- feel like my dad and however, we're all born differently. I've been given the gift of communication. So I like this podcast. But the end goal is, sounds cheesy, is impact. Like, I want to be impactful to people. I want people to, when they interact with me, I want to be able to add something to their life. Mm-hmm. So for me, the end goal, in a, I guess you could say in a weird way, is like lots of people at my funeral being yeah. like, he did something for me. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, like I don't have like, again, I do have certain goals and bucket list things. Like mm-hmm. I want to perform in front of 10,000 people. That sounds like a crazy goal. But like when you have vision, as you know, like it sounds crazy to you, not to me. Yeah, I didn't right? say it was crazy. No, I mean like to other people. Like if I told that, to, I've told that to people that have told me that's crazy. And I'm like sounds crazy to you doesn't sound crazy to me because mm-hmm. i see the, the the path yeah and self-belief is key but like i just want to live a life that was impactful mm-hmm. you know when you think about great people that we remember like martin luther king jr like gandhi you know like i'm not comparing myself to them i'm saying those are people that you don't remember for uh the cool things that they did or like the accomplishments necessarily you remember them for who they were yeah. And the impact that they made and they left it, mm-hmm. you know, because they weren't about themselves. I don't want to be selfish and about myself. I'm still human. I have selfish desires. Yeah. But like I would like to die selflessly rather than people being like he was selfish. Yeah, he made a lot of money, but like he was a dick. I'd prefer that to not be the case. Okay, cool. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. Yeah. I love to hear everyone's why. Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious. I I was more so coming from like the angle of like, okay, so, you know, in 10 years, like, are you wanting to like, I'm just throwing things out, like, go. have your own label, like have a family, like, ha- like live in a certain place like that. That was more, more tangible things. Yeah. I would like to find a wife mm-hmm. that's a huge thing i'm at a place now where i'm like i would really like to find a wife yeah like not like i know it sounds simple but to me it's a huge thing yeah that's one of the very very few goals like tangible goals i have in the near future like everything else i have like set up and i'm executing on it currently mm-hmm. and it will manifest how it manifests you know yeah. like i'm i know the work that i put in and I know the results will eventually speak for themselves, mm-hmm. but it takes time. Just like a business, you know, Sam Walton started, I like to use his example. He started a small store in Bentonville, you know, and eventually he had to watch it grow. He knew it was great. He knew what he was doing was impactful and great, but other people didn't see it till years later. So with like the podcast and music, I know that those will speak for themselves yeah. at some point. 
but like tangibly i would like to find a wife um and other than that like no i don't want to have a label because once my music gets to a certain point like i want to be able to pivot and like my because i'm not i don't see myself as one dimensional so like mm-hmm. the music is my story and my expression and i want to build that to to use to make impact but i don't want to start a label because i'm not passionate about like putting other people on and some people might hate it but i'm not because yeah unless you have a story but like unless somebody really came along that i really wanted to help because they have a story i think hip-hop music is mainly garbage even though i make hip-hop music i just don't think there's any message in it and again you know i see life very differently i think if you have a platform use it for good and i see people using it for bad so plus again like if once my music gets to a point where it is super self-sustaining and bringing yeah. in lots of revenue, I want to deploy that to do something different. Okay. Like I, I guess another tangible thing is I'd like to start a rehab facility, mm. like drug and alcohol rehab specifically. Yeah. So I would take that money instead of build a label. I would build a rehab facility. You know, it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's like a coincidence, but today I sat in a meeting about um, a, a students in recovery um, like office that we have and made me think of you because I was like oh, that's crazy I'm gonna like be talking to Kyle tonight I'm and super like passionate about that yeah and um I mean I'd, I'd be more than happy to get you connected but please do um but I just found that I was like oh that's kind of interesting like I'm sitting in this presentation talking about this and like I'm, I mean this is very like long shot but I was like and I'm yeah. talking to Kyle tonight I and like know. And I know he you know had those demons at one point so well like you said earlier I thought that was good you're like I think what you were kind of saying in a way when you're talking about you ask for something, God brings it to you. And like, it wasn't like, I don't think there's a lot of coincidences. You know what I think? I think there are some things that are coincidence, yeah. but I think there are a lot of things that like we write off as coincidence because we can't understand how like, you know, like you said, that's a long stretch. Maybe not. No. Maybe that was just like a cool, like, Hey, this and this, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would like to do, I've done a little bit. I would like to do public speaking, mm-hmm. like not for any other reason other than I like to communicate my thoughts that I hope are helpful to groups of people. Yeah. Like I've done that to some reco- some uh, different AA and NA groups, which is always fun because like I can speak right to them and know that they, they get it. Yeah. So like, yeah, connect me with those people. That'd be super yeah. cool. I'd love to. I'd love to. I just like to talk to people that I like, I like people that have been through struggle because I can relate to them Mm -hmm. and I feel like I have things to say to them that it's like talking to a brother or a sister not that people that haven't been through like addiction are different but like when somebody's been through like whatever struggles you've had when you talk to somebody that understands your struggle Mm -hmm. uh, almost exactly there's like a bond you have yeah you know and there's like a bond I have with people that have they have struggled with drug and alcohol abuse it's like talking, if I've, even if I've never met them, it's like talking to a brother or sister. Because we we like speak the same language. We're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh that's crazy, you know. I feel like you'd be really great at, and maybe you've done this, um, starting like a, a mentorship program. Like, you should, you should think about that. I think you'd be really great at something like that. Thank like, you. You're welcome. Um, I'm I, interested. I, I don't know how to start that, but like. I know that that's something essentially if you were to ever open up your rehab center, that could be just one little part of like your rehab center. But I think you'd be an awesome mentor to somebody. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's something you should look into. 
I, I sometimes see like every, like we said, intentionality. I try to be intentional with people. Yeah. Little mini mentorships. Like people that used to work for me. I used to have a, this, he was the regional manager um, back in the day. And he used to tell me, Kyle, you can't save everybody because I would take everybody as a project. They're just slanging tacos. And I'm like, let's change your life. And you know, and that wasn't always the greatest for business. Cause like you said, sometimes you got to fire people. I'm like, no, we will fix them. But like, I think I personally, I appreciate you saying that because I do think about that a lot as like taking every encounter to somehow leave again, my over encompassing macro goal of impact, somehow leave an impact. Even if it's, two minutes with this guy named Joe that just bought a margarita. Like hopefully Joe felt something like that. was intentional. I liked him in the eye, smiled, whatever it is. Like, I think those small things are underestimated. Mm -hmm. Small moments with people. Yeah. Don't you think? I agree. Do you ever, do you ever run into people that they didn't do anything specific, but you're like, Ooh, I see you, Jerry. I don't know what you're doing, but I felt something like Like in a good way. Yeah. Like you just, have an interaction with somebody and like, wow, I don't know what happened, but I like it. I think that happened with you. Okay. Yeah, Thank you. You're welcome. God, you're going to make my head explode. <laughs> well, that's the goal. I'm glad though. That makes me happy. That's my love language. Have you ever taken your love language? I have, but I was on drugs. So <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. So maybe redo that. So, um, <laughs> my love language might have is, changed. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> hopefully. Um, mine's words of affirmation. So I like, I like to be told. So and I know some people that is not their love language. I like it. But I, I give it I give it right back. And I so um it. I think that that's that's what happened when I first met you. I was like, I'm intrigued. I can't I can't figure it out. Like he's talking about he worked at this company and then left to do this and do a pie and do, what? Like what That's a this, lot, man. What does this mean? <laughs> um I was intrigued because I was like, you know what, at the end of the day, I could tell that you were so genuine and and you mean what you say and you say what you mean and there aren't a lot of people like that and so back at you man that's why i say like the corporate world needs people like you i hope so hire me they do (laughs) um don't ask for permission take it i'm a big believer in that not in a rude way what's that um better to ask for forgiveness than permission permission yeah Yeah, i believe in that a lot no i just i don't know balance again balance is so key like not just like Pummel everyone over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I just see a but lot. But if of you just keep doing what you're doing, like the way that you talk, you are a natural. In my opinion, you are a naturally born leader. I don't think everyone's a naturally born leader. I think that's a talent. Just like, just like being a quarterback. Some yeah. people are just gifted. Yeah, they have a good arm. They're good at being a quarterback. Yeah, I think people are given different natural gifts. Mm-hmm. But I don't know a lot about that. I was never a quarterback, but I was a leader, and I considered myself a leader. And my dad bred me. If you take a look at all the books I have, oh wow, these are all basically leadership books. My dad's given me since I was young till Aww. still. I have more because he keeps giving them to me. Oh, but uh, I see it in you. Oh, that's I really sweet. do, and I don't think it's something that everybody has. Oh, that's sweet. But Thank the world you. needs leaders. Because there's a lot of followers, not in a bad way, but they need someone to lead them. People need guidance. Thank you. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. You talk about your dad a lot. Seems like you'll have a great relationship. I have my dad. Oh, wow. Tattooed behind my ear. Yeah. My dad's a special guy. Yeah. I 
I've stalked your Insta. And so <laughs> I, think it's, I mean, I, I have. My parents are special people, both and of them. Are, you just said the kindest things about your dad on social media. It's so, it's so sweet. Kind of like you said earlier, like those people that will tell you the truth when you don't want to mm-hmm. hear it. Oh, yeah. The people that never give up on you when they maybe should or yeah. could and you can't be mad at them. That's my parents. Yeah, same. Like, same. That's interesting because I have a huge theory on how good parenting is almost the determining factor of an individual's success. Like one oh, of I the agree. top three. I agree. So that says a maybe. lot about your parents the way that you are now. That's a, a huge credit to them as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like as as I've gotten older, a lot of things like I, I want for success for myself, you know, of, of course, but ultimately I just, I'm gonna make them proud because you mm. know I wasn't easy to <laughs> to <laughs> to raise I was you know I, I was always Tough a respectful cookie. I was always a respectful kid I really was like you know I, I did what I was asked after was asked a couple times and you know <laughs> I <laughs> you know I always made it home for curfew like I, I was always a good kid but I couldn't You're a handful. Al- huh you're a handful I was a little handful sometimes and I didn't understand what my parents were trying to do with me sometimes or what they were trying to instill in me now Mm. that i'm older and i've had time to be on my own like living in states far far away from my parents coming back to texas like i'm just able to see it so much more clearly and it's just like i'm just like thank you i was telling my parents the other day i was like you know y'all are y'all are the reason that i've stayed in texas this long because we've built this this new relationship that and I feel like I have it with my siblings too and it's just it's such a blessing like I get very like very like you know very serious about that because for a long time I just I don't know like it was like I wanted to be like a loner or something like that I I did I did and I just thought I knew everything oh my gosh and like I didn't I I didn't I didn't (laughs) and like now like I look forward to the weekends because i know i can go See drive 20 yeah 20 minutes away and connect with my family especially since i don't know like where life is going to take me like you know how long i'm going to be in te- like i don't know like so i might as well just live it to the fullest and so mm, cherish some moments yeah and it's crazy because um my sister she actually transferred to waco this year she went to school in chicago and um she at baylor She's at Baylor. Yes. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sick them. Um, and so I think that's what they said. Whatever. Shout out to my aunt, Melissa. She's a huge Baylor. Well, her whole family graduated. Oh, really? Baylor. Oh, yeah. Parents, sisters, brothers, the whole family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. My sister loves it. But she was brought back to Texas, not for reasons out of her control. She got very sick. And mm. so um, it's just crazy now because I'd ask my dad, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, did you ever think that all of your children would be back in the same state as you? Or better yet, even the same town? Because my sister had to come home um, for a couple of months. He's like, never in my wildest dream. I'm so thankful God brought you all back to me. And I was like, I'm Life works in wild ways. Wild ways. Mm-hmm. Wild ways. And I was just like, you know, because I could have easily moved to X, Y, and Z. But like, I just felt New like. Zealand. Antarctica. I could have, and but I just felt like God was bringing me to Dallas. I didn't, I didn't know what it was for. I didn't even have a job when I ended my internship at at Disney. I didn't even have a job lined up. I just felt very called to come to Dallas. I had no idea why, and I feel like hmm. through like the past couple of years, like 
the things that God is instilling in me, like professionally, oh my gosh, the, the fact that my dad, not my dad, my, that God has given me a chance to relearn my family or not relearn, but like I, I, I left the house when I was 18. I'm mm-hmm. 25. I've me grown. Too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I got I'm, out. I was like, cool. Yeah. See, ya. see you later. I'm going to college. Like I'm an adult. Like from where I was at 18 to now. Oh my God. Like, you learn so a lot. Those are super formative years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the most. I, I think so. And I got to reconnect with old friends. I I just would have never gotten that, that opportunity. I'm just, I need to start thanking God a little bit more than I do. That's why I say I don't think there's tons of coincidences. Yeah. You know, like, was it a random coincidence that you came here? And then, you know, as you say now, like everything has worked out like crazy mm-hmm. where you couldn't see it back then. Yeah. But you just knew like, you know, like there's this, whatever it is, this tug, God's moving me here. Like, I just think there's less coincidence that I think we write off too many things as coincidences mm-hmm. and not enough being like, man, that was a God thing. Maybe God did that. And I don't, not everybody believes in God and that's okay. Yeah. But uh, I think everybody's on a journey to understand like, you know, is there a God? Why do these things happen? Good or bad? Why are we here? What is my purpose? Like, I think a lot of things happen that that are, they're just kind of brushed aside that mm-hmm. that we don't give credit to where credit is due. Whether you think it's God or whether you think it's coincidence. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things we just because we're moving so fast. Yep. Because we're not like gratitude takes like intentionality for sure. Mm-hmm. Like being like, okay. Ooh, let me take a minute. Like, thank you for this. Like, you know. Yeah, I've been trying to do better about that. It's just it's tough. It's just thanking people, and not not that I'm ungrateful. I'm not thankful for people's sure. work, but just explicitly like taking the time to whether remembering their love language. Mm-hmm. So whether that's saying it to them in person or writing them a letter, like thank you for doing this for me. Or like for me, it's big into text. Like let me just text you real quick. Um, some people might think powerful. that's informal, like. Just like thank you. I think the, I think it's the. I think the, it's the effort. I agree. Yeah. I think people demonize technology, but I'm like, look, technology has made it made it capable us capable of being able to express yeah. all kinds of emotions to all kinds of people fast. Yeah, I'm the biggest advocate for. Social like media. it's just a mess. Text message. I'm like, text message or a letter. I have the same heart. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a big like. Social media is a advocate. gift if used yeah. correctly. Yeah. It's a tool. It was like a hammer. If you use it bad, it's bad. Use it good, it's good. It's the way that I've kept connected with people, especially sure. since I've moved around a lot. And, like, you know, a lot of my friends still live in Tennessee. It's mm-hmm. my way to keep connected with them and, like, see what's going on. And, yeah, I know a lot of people hate on social media, but I am a firm believer that social media is not the problem, people are the problem. <laughs> it's like, I don't think corporations are the problem, I think the people in them are the problem. Yeah. The people that are the problem. Most people aren't the problem. I don't think most people on social media are the problem either. I think there's a, a small percentage that makes a lot of the negative noise. Oh, for sure. I don't think most of us are on there like talking bad about each other or really just being hateful all the time. Yeah. But it's just it's an outlet for us to express ourselves. So there's going to be some negativity in the system. Yeah. But and, and it's like the negativity gets pushed to the top and we forget like 97 percent of people are being great on here. Always. But we elevate the negativity because it's the loudest. Because hate is loud. 
Love is soft and kind. Like it's not it's not always flashy to be kind. It's real flashy to be like, F this like that's really loud, but like, hey, I love you. That's not so loud, so it's quieter. Yeah. Doesn't make it wrong. Like It'd be like that. Have you heard that phrase before? Oh yeah. That's like my new thing too. I've heard you say that. When? In our interactions. Oh, for real? Do <laughs> Maybe I say too that many more? mimosas. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> It'd be like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> Maybe, you know, when you get my order right, you know. Oh, shots fired. Gotta go. It's <laughs> <laughs> my special effects. Yeah. Someday I'm going to get special effects for everyone that I keep promising special effects. I'm like, I do my own special effects. Yeah. Like, Casey. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like that's more genuine than I think the it's like funny. than pressing like the button. Oh, 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 Even though I think that's a super cool special effect. I'm not. And I would like to do some shows where they like set off the guns and like. No, because when you're driving in the car and you start hearing all these random like. <laughs> oh shoot! Oh, oh, Shots! Active shooter. Yes. Please no, don't no, no, think no. that there's an active shooter. No, I get startled very easily when I drive. I don't need all that. Yes. Do horns skate? When people honks the horn, yes. you're like, what? And it's not even at you, but you're like, oh, God, what the? Yeah, I get very yeah. startled. And I think probably because I've gotten pulled over a couple times. So ah. It'd be like that. Um, so I just, it do be like, it that. like that. I just got out of probation. Shout out to all the good cops out there. Yes. To the good ones. Thank Shout out you. To the good ones. Thank you. Well, again, negativity rises to the surface. No one like praises the cops or gives them credit. At this point, we're just like, the cops. I hate the cops. There's the 3% that are bad, and there's the 97% doing their jobs. Like, come on now. I feel like. You know how many tens of thousands of police officers there are? And you know how many shootings there are? Like, we can count them. So the, the, the shooting, the people that get shot that you can count, whether it's 50 or 70 or 5, when there's, like... Over a hundred thousand police officers, like you can't demonize the entire group in any situation. The f- the bad apples don't represent the entire tree. Just an opinion. I'm curious. And I am. So, this is coming from someone that has most of my life been anti-cop to the umph degree, hateful towards them. Not now, for most of my life. Okay, I'm curious. How many negative people would you say you follow? Like on social media. Did I follow? I don't think any. I don't know. I don't think I follow any of them. Interesting. I interact with some, but I think those are more people that would follow me that I then interact with. But I don't, if anybody's just like spewing out a bunch of garbage, I'm probably not going to follow them. Yeah. I don't want it to show up in my life. (laughs) That's pretty interesting. You, You talk a lot about negative people not saying that you are negative i'm not saying that well i'm on social media and i'm very aware of the the voice in the system Mm -hmm. of america i like i may not follow them but i'm on social media and i i'm aware of what's happening in the world you know what i mean or in america i guess you'd say not the world i don't live in the whole world yeah i'm aware of what's going on i'm aware of what's going on in pop culture i'm aware of what's going on politically like i'm aware so I and I hear, so I know that negativity is loud. Plus, I interact with humans all the time who are highly negative in America. Yeah. Even though they have the most, like of the entire world collectively, we have the most. But we're the most ungrateful. Hmm. Something to think about. So it's at our disposal. We can yeah. just get it again. Yeah. And I was just curious. I just feel like. 
Well, it's because I'm passionate about not being negative, so I speak against it a lot. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm highly passionate about positivity. That doesn't mean I execute it perfectly. I could be negative, too. Yeah. But I just think that people are overtly negative when they have so much to be grateful for. And then I get passionate, and some people are like, you're being negative. I'm like, no, I'm being passionate. I'm being righteously, (laughs) aggressively passionate, but I'm not being negative. Do you think sometimes you might lose some people on that journey? Absolutely. So does that like really play into a fact of like your end goal? If like you're wanting to leave an impact and you're wanting to do this, but like you might come across very strong to where people start to shut down and not listen to you? No, I I, I think my uh, my ex shut down a lot because I was aggressive. So I think there's a, again, I think there's a balance. I'm not going to change who I am. I, I'm just wired aggressively, you know? And a lot of people respond to that. I think it goes back to like two things. Balance. I think it's balance. I'm still constantly self-aware of like there are times when like I shouldn't speak when I'm just coming home from the gym because my blood is pumping. And I'm like, whoa. And people are like, whoa, man. When I did that Kanye rant, I just got home from the gym. I was in my car. and I was like, whoa. Yeah, I know. You're like, I'm in my car and I like the lighting. And I just came (laughs) home from the gym. So I'm like highly, my blood's pumping. And it comes down to two things. I think it's balance. And learning to continuously be self-aware and work on your flaws or work on your weaknesses. and uh, But I also think you have to be um, committed to, to what you're saying. Like, yeah. You can't please everybody. And I would rather impact 97 and lose three than impact three because I was trying to please the 97. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I was, just, I was just curious because mm-hmm. I know that's Because I think about it a lot because yeah. I do get feedback, good and bad. So I'm like, sometimes I try to like adjust, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't use the valley girl voice, you know, <laughs> but I, I need feedback. A lot of people get scared to give people like you and I, at least for me, because I'm so intense. Some people are scared to give me feedback because they think I'll jump on them. Even though on the flip side, I do like feedback because my ultimate goal is to be the best I could be. Yeah. So like I'm open to feedback, but the way I portray myself or the way I execute and speak doesn't look like I'm open to feedback. Even yeah. over here, I'm like, no, I really am. <laughs> like anyone that's DM me will tell you like, oh, he was way nicer than I thought he was going to be about Kanye West or whatever the hot topic is. Yeah. I'm down to talk. I may be passionate, but I'm not hateful. I want to hear what I can improve on most of the time. Yeah. No one's perfect. No one is perfect. No one is perfect. Like Hannah Montana says, you know. I smash- don't know if I watched that show. <laughs> what? I know what it is. I never watched it. I don't think I fell into the demographic of viewers of Hannah Montana. You're not that much older than me. Yeah, but I'm a male. I don't think it was a highly male-targeted show, was it? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Be PC, Kyle. Be a little PC. (laughs) I'm kidding. Dear Lord. (laughs) I'm kidding. Our Father. Love. I was just curious. Um, You know, a lot of things that I've heard about me is that Mm -hmm. a lot of people are always like, they always think that I'm going to be a certain type of way and they get to know me. So like, for example, a lot of preconceived people, notions. Yeah. I huh. get that a lot. A lot of people are like, yeah, I, I figured you were going to be a lot because you're high energy. Yeah. That makes sense. What do you mean? Like high energy. People th- think that there's, that you don't have any other side. Oh, I was getting defensive. I thought you were talking about me and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a little defensive and I was like, no, excuse me. I mean, it makes what? sense that what that, what you just said, that makes sense that. Yeah, but it hurts my feelings. It really hurts my feelings when people say that. Cause I'm like, I'm literally actually, 
so chill. I'm. So These are chill. people that know you, or people that see you on like, social media, or bear, or just people that know passing. me. And I'm sure in both. I'm sure uh-huh. in both. But people who have gotten to know me, they're like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if I was gonna like you. You know, like I get that. I get that a lot, actually. Which I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, and the way that I'm presenting myself, the woohoo comes out. Oh, or the woo. Yes, yes. I'm so- woo. I thought I was being nice. I thought I was being inclusive. Was I being too much? But what deems is being too much, that sounds like a personal issue. I wouldn't overthink it. That takes you down a rabbit hole. It does. It does. And it it happened the other day, and Uh I got very upset about it. And I've been upset about it for about two days. What do you think the counter to that is? What do you mean? Like, what's the solution? I don't know. I don't know because... I always feel like I'm being genuine and I'm, I want to be inclusive and I want to be fun. I, when people around me, I want them to have fun and be mm-hmm. and feel good about themselves. That's that's how I hope to present myself. I know I'm not perfect. Like sometimes I can be a negative. No, it's perfect. Like that, but I don't know. I, I've wondered that a lot. I'm like, what can I do? To like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. You I know, I'm doing anything wrong. I don't think like to my point when you asked me. I don't think you can please everyone. Mm -hmm. So you got to be like, there's going to be 4% of people that will just never like my personality. Like I'll use an example. My father has told me, because he's a very intense type A guy, and it's rubbed some people the wrong way. Some people have left some churches he started. Some people have told him, you're just too much for me. I actually think you're a good guy. I just don't like your personality. It's not, it's too much for me. Yeah. So there's going to be like 3, 4% of people that will never like you. But for me, I think something that, is effective and i'm not great at it but it's effective you said it earlier that lady that spoke about vulnerability Mm -hmm. i think that's almost the counter or the balance to our personalities Mm -hmm. because we come off just so bold and intense and like woo that like vulnerability is like way softer yeah so it kind of balances the scale but i don't know how to perfectly execute that I don't either. Otherwise, I'd do it. (laughs) Well, that or I feel like I'm being a lesser version of myself, which isn't what I want to do. Right. You want to be authentic if you're going to be vulnerable, not just like forced. Like, I got to be vulnerable so they're comfy. Yeah. And I I think, you know, some growing up and, you know, even in recent years, I've maybe overcompensated a little bit to, you know, uh, have the command, like, or have the room attention, like, on me, things like Mm -hmm. that, you know, which I, whatever, but. I don't know. Like lately, I feel like I've been trying to be very intentional about that, like speaking with purpose and like, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to still be fun and genuine, but like not to the point where people feel uncomfortable, like they can't Mm -hmm. talk to me. But then I'm like, yeah, but don't silence yourself all the way. I know it's hard. And listening is hard for me. I I really can tell. I know. Are you sure? I I swear. Oh man, I've gotten much better. I used to be a loose cannon. Well, just because I just didn't stop. Like, yeah, I just stream my thoughts constantly. Yeah. And again, my intent was not to push anyone away, yeah. but I had no awareness that like, shut up, man. Yeah. She wants to talk too. Yeah. And that was tough for my ex. I don't, I don't like. I understand a lot in hindsight with my ex that like she didn't. She'll never listen to this. Maybe she will. She's a good person. We all make mistakes, but like I can see where I pushed her away with just not, not being intentional mm-hmm. with like what's her love language, and secondly, let her have a voice. Yeah, it was always my voice. All the decisions were mine, mainly. Were, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. you don't have. I am an open book. Were you on drugs and alcohol when you were dating? Yeah, drugs? most okay. of the time. Most yeah, 
most of the time. Okay. How long have you been clean? Almost five years. Congratulations. So we were together afterwards, too. Oh, she was okay. there through it all. Gotcha. And it got progressively worse, just like anybody. It starts small and it gets progressively worse. Yeah. You know. Gotcha. So, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm super empathetic to people that are in relationships with addicts because yeah. I was one. And I'm like, man, it takes a, a strong person to stick around. Cause yeah. very, especially in today's day and age of uh, d- don't anyone be offended of like internet dating and Bumble and Tinder. It's so easy to date everyone and go to the next person. We're back in the day. You don't have these apps. So it's like. I don't, I don't know who my next choice is. Now it's like, you can date anybody. Mm-hmm. You can date the next 10 people. So, like, to stay with somebody takes a lot more now, I think, because there's, sure. there's all the options. Yeah. Did you spill on yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just curious if, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, when you were in that state of mind, like, you just didn't know how to do that stuff. And so now that yeah. you are clean, you can, like, see and be like, okay, I yeah. understand now. Oh, for sure. I think, oh, I think you're 100% right. I think when you're under the influence of anything, even if it's to the slightest degree, think when people get drunk, they tend to speak more and get louder. Mm-hmm. So there's something to be said for like being under the influence. In my opinion, you think you're more self-focused because you loosen up. So you're like, oh, this feels good. Well, this feels good. It's kind of a self-focused thought Yeah. for the most part. I'm not demonizing people that drink. Most, most people drink. I just think self-awareness is key. Whether you're under influence or not, just like making sure like it's not all about you. But for me, when I was under influence, all about me. Mm-hmm. I want I want to talk. We're gonna do what I want. You know, like yeah. Is it triggering for you to talk about this kind of stuff? Not at all. Is it not? It's not at all. I'm a communicator. Probably like you. I'd rather talk about my issues than stay silent. Well, I always find it interesting, or not interesting. I was always curious, like mm. you know, when I. When I go to the restaurant and I'm like ordering these drinks, and my husband like, it's like, is this like triggering for him? Not like, at all. If it was, I wouldn't work there. Okay. Touché. And for a year, I didn't work up in the bar area. I stayed downstairs intentionally. Mm. They wanted me to do many things there that I've said no, thank you. Yeah. Wanted me to manage there. No, thank you. Wanted me to bartend there. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. You have to draw the lines for yourself. Yeah. No one else will set your boundaries for you. Yeah. Whatever it is. Whether it's alcohol or whether it's like body shaming or whether it's like dating, like yeah. you have to set your own boundaries. Yeah, because uh, people will cross your boundaries, mm. or you, if you don't have any, you'll just get barreled over. <laughs> yeah, and I was just always curious. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I have a interesting relationship with alcohol because I don't have one and I don't like it because of where it took me. Mm-hmm. And it took me a few years to get there. There was a the first year or two, like I craved it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I just like, I'm repulsed by it Really? for me. Yeah. Like when other people drink, I'm not like repulsed by their drinking. It's very personal for me. Yeah. I, I don't take a lot of judgment outwards because mo- like it's a, if you can't control it, that's your problem. It's not the alcohol's fault. It's nobody else's fault. That's your problem. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, oh, it repulses me because I know what it did to me. Yeah. You know, like, it's like if you had an abusive family member, like, like, you know what they did to you so other people might be like oh jerry and but you're like uh-uh i know what they did to me yeah i know what alcohol did to me so i'm like bah, blocked i was just i was curious now yeah. it feels no, bad. i don't feel bad at all you're like Kaya, no I, I choose to, i choose to work there okay okay honey. <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like when somebody people ask me like hey who's your boss i'm like me 
Oh. And they're very confused. <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, oh, did you? And I should probably like be less sarcastic. But like, oh, did you mean the manager? Because no one's my boss. God is my boss. I was I about to say, a, I was like, I think we have one it's boss. It's an intense okay. statement. Yeah, no, God is my boss. But like, nobody's my boss. My mom's my boss. Like, the only person that tells me what to do is my mom. Yeah. No one will tell me what to do. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but like, I've learned like, you are fully in control of your life. Like, not every situation, but like, you're in control of your decisions. Mm. You can allow someone else to tell you what to do, but I'm not going to allow that. You know, I want to start. People can put, give me input. But they will not make the decision. I will make the decisions. And it all play out in the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fact. Um, I'm curious. I've heard a lot of people. Um, Your poor neck. Yeah, I know. It hurts. I had that the other day. It was like four days where I couldn't really. What would ah, you do? I think I slept wrong. That's a real thing. It'd be like that. Um, It'd be like that. <laughs> um, I. Uh, hello. Oh, okay. Um. I want, I feel like the word boss is like so. Intense. It's intense. I want to start being called a supervisor. I feel like that, it's still the same thing, but it's, it's less. definitely less intense. It's less intense. <laughs> like, I'm your supervisor. Because at the end of the day, like, I can help guide you and give you the knowledge for you to make the right decisions mm-hmm. and to do this. But at the end of the day, you're going to do what you want to do. So I'm going to supervise you in your journey. That's good. But I'm not your boss. Well, you're a leader. I sure hope so. I like leader. I always was like, I'm the leader. But doesn't that sound kind of bossy a little bit? No. Yeah. Maybe it does, but I don't I don't think. I think the majority of people understand. Like, yeah. I'm the leader. But I didn't say it as like, I'm the leader. I'm like, I'm the leader. Or I could say, I'm the boss. Yeah. You know, no one wants to hear like, oh, you're my boss. No one wants to be reminded of that. I'm the leader. And if they respect you, they're probably fine with you leading. In my experience yeah like people are okay following people they respect yeah if you're a good leader i would like to follow you you know Touché. just like the pastor of my church i wouldn't go to that church if i didn't feel he wasn't a good leader mm-hmm. but i like to follow him because i feel he's a good leader where do you watermark yes. have you heard of it yes mm-hmm. and i think todd wagner is a good leader and i think he speaks the truth the way that god would like him to it's okay. not self-focused. It's not about getting money. It's not about building a church. This is way off topic. Well, there's no topic, but you know what I mean? Like that, just back to my point, I'm okay with following people who I respect, yeah. who I know are leading me with my best intentions in mind, mm-hmm. which is what you're doing. You're leading your team with their best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. That's a good leader. I think in the long run, if it all plays out, like people will, again, back to my point earlier, people will elevate you when you elevate them. Yeah. I really believe that. I have a book over here if, if you want to borrow it. You can have it. It's called Taking People With You. He, uh, This guy was David Novak. Shout out to David Novak. Uh, I met him once at a conference. He that was the... really familiar. He was the CEO of Yum Brands, which owns KFC, Taco Bell. Anyways, he wrote a book called Taking People With You. Yeah. And it was around kind of that concept of like, you're not doing it alone. And you elevate others, they elevate you. Yeah. Or you can just be that selfish guy that people are like, he's a jerk, but yeah, he made it. Let's wrap this up like a fruit roll up. <laughs> oh, man. Fell on my face. Yeah. In my head, I was already saying it, and then I just tried to. Anyways, we'll wrap it like. No. <laughs> no. Just stop on your Do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> this is fun. 
Yeah, thanks for coming over. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. I hope that uh, you share this with some people and they enjoy our conversation. I think it was a good conversation. What's the title of this thing going to be? Inside the Mirror Podcast. Well, I mean, I, I know what it's called. <laughs> what I'm saying, what's like our like episode going to be called? Hmm. It be like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> On that Wait. note, it be like that. Any final words? No. All right. It be like that. We'll be back next time with another episode of Inside the Mirror Podcast. Guys, I just want to say thank you so much for giving me your time and listening to this podcast. I hope it's helpful for you. If it is helpful for you, and if it isn't helpful for you and you hate it, either way, please do me a favor. Click one through five stars wherever you're listening. Leave me a review and give me some feedback so I can make this the best podcast possible for you. Thank you so much.